Hello and welcome back to the nudist colony, the no tea, low tea. Hey, what's going on, guys? I think I might have the COVID. Not really. <laughs> I take that back. Uh, this is the New Metal Discussion Podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Ross. I'm your other co-host, Trent Gribbins. Trent Gribble. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is Brent Hibbard. What's up, fuckers? Um, He's got COVID brain, guys. I got COVID brain. Uh, some things have transpired since the yeah. Hidden Track episode 10.5. I was all set to record with you again that following week, and then yep. uh, reality had a little surprise for me in the form of COVID-19. So I had COVID, and because we record these episodes in person, yeah, it just works out better this way. Um we, we, that wasn't a possibility, so we had to delay recording yet again. But we're going to do our best to try to get the ship back on course here. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens next week. Who knows? If, if it helps you guys to think about it like that was season one, this is season two. We're mm-hmm. doing like a 10-episode uh, arc. Um, yeah. And so this is going to be the next arc. Is there a thematic purpose to any of these? Or is there any interconnecting thread that would make sense for an episode one and episode two? No. Yes. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, whoops. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Brent's life crumbled about a month ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a about 45 days worth of just like tragedy. Uh, and then yeah. uh, I've, I've, uh, I'm on the come up though. And I, I feel good. Uh, you were just recently on an episode of my other podcast, Let's Talk About Stuff, and uh, we had a good time. Uh, our friends Rachel yeah. and Eric were on that episode as well, and uh, go check out the True Criminals podcast. True but Criminals. also on that episode, you had confronted me. I yes. I'm just, I just recovered from COVID. I'm just now <laughs> recovering from that confrontation. Yeah, and I'm going to bring it back up. Okay. Uh, we're opening old wounds here. Mm-hmm. Um so, so just right off the bat, if you didn't listen to the last episode, um, or the, 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 the 10.5, the yeah. little in-between episode, mm-hmm. um, I confronted Brent about something. Um, so, so back in the day, we've been friends for a great long while. Um, well, wait, the, the 10.5 was the one where I talked about my accident. Oh. The, the episode of two, 259 of Let's Talk About Stuff is where... We That's, had the confrontation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, 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 so technically know. we haven't had the confrontation in Here. our podcast. Right. Okay. Yes. Good. So, yeah. so this is new this is for new. people who don't listen to LTAS. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we've been friends for a good long while mm-hmm. and our music tastes have almost always synchronized much like periods in women. Right. Uh, we hang out and are, we just rag the fuck out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have pawn, uh, pawn parties, what we call them. Tampon mm-hmm. parties. I'm feeling squishy right now. Yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Oh, I got pads. I got the, I oh, know I got, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got the diva. Hold on. Let me check. Diva cup, diva cup today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how those I can tell you like walked in my house. It's like, mm, something's different. Yeah. 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 You saw a little, Mm-hmm. How does Diva Cup work? Do you know? I don't know. And I'm I don't want to know. I know. <laughs> like I've seen them. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. How how do you what is that? I mean, I know it goes I know the vagina is involved. <laughs> Alleged. Alleged. Yeah. I don't feel you know, I I don't know. I don't know about this. But like does it slosh around? I guess. Th- these are the questions I don't ever want to know the answer to. Yeah. I'm a naturally curious person, but I'm like, I I can go to my grave without I'm knowing this. I'm I tried to go to my grave without knowing this. It didn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it did not work. Um, women, get it. Get it under control. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm. It's uh, 
Uh, probably shouldn't be saying that right now in light of uh, some of the choices that our country has made uh, mm-hmm. towards um, the women's sex uh, or f- uh, female pres- Let's see. How do I? Scotus is turds. Scotus uh, is turds. I'm genuinely trying to be sensitive here because yeah. I know like the terminology is sort of evolving on this, where it's um, I guess, I guess you could say biological female women with uh, uh, persons with a biological reproductive. Uh, yeah, it's like reproductive rights are under scrutiny. Yes, right now. but yeah. also like um, y- y- you know, not all women have. Um, the, oh boy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've dug myself into a pit here. Look, Um, people know from the previous episodes that we're like liberal dudes. We we have got, we have good intentions. But also we were born in the eighties and in rural Oklahoma. So we're, we're, we're genuinely trying to like, kind of, I feel like I'm catching up Mm -hmm. to a lot of this. Look for people who listen to this show, have never been to Oklahoma. We just got dictionaries last week. Yeah. There's so many words. It's weird. I had no idea. And y'all's not in there? Uh, hmm. That's strange because it's on a Limp Biscuit album. Liberal propaganda. Oh my God. Here we go. They're from Florida. Here so. we go. Hey, DeSantis. Shout out to DeSantis. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It's oh back. God. It's, it's back. back. Shit. COVID 20. <laughs> it was my mask. Um, no, 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 no. Fuck uh, f- 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 all that. Anyways. Um, so, so we we uh, generally our our musical tastes were almost always perfectly in line with each mm-hmm. other, um, with a rare few exceptions. Uh, my personal one was Live. Yes, uh, I was not a fan of the band Live. Uh, that Throwing Copper album, um, specifically the uh, and hey, we're going back to reproductive rights. Uh, lightning crashes and her placenta falls to the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be careful with your placentas. Like yeah. I don't like to tell women what to do, but please, I guys, beg you, guys. Yeah, it's like a banana peel in a cartoon. You're gonna slip and fall. Oh it's gonna God. hurt somebody. I was playing Mario Kart at Dave and Buster's, <laughs> and I got the placenta. I got the placenta. <laughs> I threw it at my wife. She, she went off the track. She never recovered. Well, mm-hmm. um, so uh, that that was my band, and I and I felt like out of solidarity, we generally didn't um, get involved with a band that the other one didn't like. Out um, of respect, yeah, out, out of respect, and it was like an unspoken thing. It wasn't like, hey, you're not allowed to listen to live, but it was like. I hated life with a passion. And so you just were kind of like in, indifferent to it. Um, it's it's one of these things where you mention something in your group of friends in school and then you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm this person now, you know? Yeah, right. This exactly. Is, this is who I am. Yeah, especially when you go to a tiny school where everybody picks on you daily and you have to like bond together and form lifelong friendships or else uh, you're going to go crazy mm-hmm. um, or just get beat up relentlessly, which, you know, still happened. Um, but there was, I'm a, sorry. I'm sorry. I told you I'm sorry. <laughs> there was a band that you absolutely fucking hated. Um, yeah, this band was monster magnet. Mm-hmm. Um, how do they work? Um, and you will never know. No, no one does. Um, and so out of solidarity, um, really the only song that they had that I was really familiar with was the space Lord song. That was, that was really the only one that got radio play where we are. I think they're from like Michigan or something like that. Uh, that sounds right. Somewhere. Probably in whatever region of the country they're from, they've got more radio play. Yeah. Uh, Jersey. That's what I said. What did you hear? Uh, I heard, um, Jerseykin. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh bad joke. 
Um, and uh, so out of solidarity, I was like, you know what? Uh, I kind of dug that Space Lord song, but like, I was like, it's nothing, nothing that I need. I need in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't grabbing, reaching out and grabbing to me. Well, um, uh, about a month ago, probably shortly after our last record. Um, I, I really enjoy uh, desert rock, like stoner rock, um, which is kind of like a slowed down, like heavy. Think early Queens of the Stone Age. Think Kias, um, these types of bands that were uh, one of my favorites, Bongzilla. Uh, fantastic <laughs> fucking name. Uh, but they're like kind of heavy doom metal, but it's mm. not fast. It's like slow and heavy and plodding. It's like sludgy. Sludgy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's sludgy and yeah. it's it's kind of bluesy and just like raw, gritty, really lo-fi kind of recording. Um and I had a radio station playing uh through Spotify, which I know Brent loves. Mm-hmm. Um which they... look, I would switch to Apple I would switch to Apple Music genuinely if I could import my entire playlist. I have like two hundred mm-hmm. plus playlists mm-hmm. that I it would take me like two weeks of like nonstop work to get everything like manually into the order I want it. Right. No, I understand. Look, uh, I shit on Spotify just because it's a, a justifiably company, right? so. Justifiably right. so. Yeah. This is not on the user side of it. Right. This is on their end of things. They. But I also right. joined Spotify. I think before Apple Music had really that, yeah taken off. Mm-hmm. Even. Yeah. So like it's it's just it's just there and mm-hmm. it's it's hard to to not have it. Yeah. Um. Anyways. And look, I I use Apple Music, but like if I really wanted to give the band the most amount of money i would like go see them on tour and buy like a t-shirt or well, something that's but i'm just no. like well, i'm not supposed to leave my house yeah get around people no i don't, I don't know i did that once and i got covid <laughs> uh so so uh on this playlist on yep. this desert rock playlist um a band a, a song came on and i was like this is fucking really good and so i started listening to it and fell in love just mm-hmm. just immediately and it was Monster Magnet. And I was like, oh. holy shit. And so I immediately start listening to Monster Magnet. Just like everything. I just start from the beginning and just tear through their entire discography. I've done it like two or three times now. Uh, they've got a pretty impressive discography. And uh, have really genuinely, truly fallen in love with this band. Love Monster Magnet so much. That's awesome. Um, they, And I started noticing they have a lot of songs that... Um, we're both comic book nerds. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of songs that are um, comic book adjacent. Okay. Um, and uh, so, so, the, so the lead singer, who's been, I guess, the only through line throughout the entire uh, band's history, is a huge, huge, huge comic book nerd. Like, yeah. And not just one of these, because you, you'll hear these people that say, oh, I love comic books. Mm-hmm. But like, in reality they don't know all that much about comic books you know this guy legitimately is he's he's the real deal Mm -hmm. um like deep cuts oh deep characters deep deep cuts yeah um like spider-man batman you know (laughs) (laughs) speedball um he he literally has a song called ego the living planet not Uh the song you hear in the background Mm -hmm. this is just one of my favorites by them it's called the third alternative um but it's got it's got the energy that um this is the one that I heard that first got me uh, listening to them. Mm-hmm. Kind of a slow build up here, but we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but this guy, Dave Windorf, uh, super cool name. Totally sounds yeah. like Mushroom Windorf. Yeah, yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, has an extensive, extensive comic book 
uh, knowledge and references them all the time. He's got a song called The Mindless Ones, which is a reference to oh, Doctor right. Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a lyric on a song called Melt that one of my favorite lyrics of all time, the world should have cried the day Jack Kirby died. Oh, my God. Like, if that doesn't make you love this man, I'm doing the Italian hands. I'm pinching the air. If that doesn't make you love this man, I don't know what else can. Yeah. Um, Jack Kirby is the king of comics for people who don't know. You can Google his artwork, and it's like all of your favorite Marvel characters were likely co-created by him and some of your favorite DC characters as yes. well. Like, it's, it's incredible. What's even crazier is he did all of it. He, like, didn't start the MCU until he was in his 40s. Oh, Marvel Comics. Kirby, yeah. 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 I mean, he had worked stuff. before that yeah. on, on all kinds of things. He'd been an illustrator forever. Uh, but the MCU proper, uh, Fantastic Four and all that, he was in his 40s. Mm-hmm. Which is wild to think that he was doing, like, uh, uh, fucking new god shit when he was in his 50s. Like, I know, yeah. And the level of, uh, of perfection and wild psychedelic, and he didn't do any drugs. Mm-hmm. This man had a brain unlike any other human being that has ever lived. And he's fast as shit, hyper creative. Fast as shit. And yeah. like, have you ever seen his table that he worked at? Mm-hmm. It's just this little dinky table. He didn't have this giant, you know, fucking uh, drafting table. He had just like a little table that looked like it was just kind of cobbled together out of like a school desk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it apparently was just covered in cigar ash constantly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he uh, j- just, just. An incredible band, um, and I guess the, you know, bringing it up because they're they're kind of new metal adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were around in that same era of like new metal. I think like probably I think Space Lord came out just before like Biscuit hit. Yeah, but, that sounds right. Ninety seven. But like it would have been around era. the time like Corn was out and stuff. So yeah, I'm sure they probably played together. Mm-hmm. Um, here I'm gonna. Can turn this up just a little bit. It's my shit. It's my shit right there. This is good. I I like that you found this. You know, you found something that you love. Oh. Um, I don't hate Monster Magnet anymore. Matter of fact, like I I told you off air, like I don't know, like maybe a month or two ago or something like that. I had heard uh, Space Lord on Sirius XM it's when I was song. in my car. I was like, I fucking dig the shit out of the song now like it's Truly. one of those things where i totally flipped my perspective on it this happened yeah. to me with andrew wk's party hard as well Ooh. first time i heard it i hated it really i hated it for a long time and then like leading up to my wedding in like 2010 i d- rediscovered it it's like this song is fucking incredible <laughs> people need to know it's choking up it's so good um but like space lord it just has this like chunky like I don't know if this is true, but it sounds like the bass guitar is like a, a like a fretless bass or something like that. Like it has this like yeah. deep like wooden sound to it. Yeah, it's and that's good. like so signature. And it's I don't know. I I don't know why I didn't like Monster Magnet back in the day. I, it was just like I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you why. I I, I kind of get it. it. I mean, I think out of their whole oeuvre, it's it's not their strongest song. Honestly, it's probably their most radio friendly song. Okay. But it's not it's not the best representation of who they are as a band. If you listen to more of their their stuff apart from that, um, it's it's more like this. It's just fucking 
rock music, yeah. you know? It's not metal, it's not punk. It's just fucking rock and roll, man. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Mm-hmm. That was one of their songs that Grant Morrison used to name the uh, the, the, young, character. the Young Mutant in oh, uh, New okay. X-Men. Yeah. Oh, so wow. that, that, that comes from them as well. Uh, so there's a lot of comic book references when you dig into it. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of like nerdy kind of sci-fi stuff. Um, but the guy still is like a big comic book fan. He, he's talked about like loving Saga, Brian K. Vaughn, um, Black Science, Rick Remender. All, all, uh, so he like he like kept up. He used to work at a comic book shop. Yeah. Um, but it's cool finding these bands that have been around since like the '80s because you're not limited to like one or two albums. Mm-hmm. You've got like you you can see their whole like. Um, kind of evolution yeah and really their new stuff is is really fucking good too they, they're still releasing music um but uh yeah i just wanted to bring that up because uh i really I, I it's it's i love finding a new band that i just like dive fully into mm-hmm. and just like immerse myself in uh and and this has been it for me just that's awesome and it's music that like I want to turn up in like parking lots and roll my windows down. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody listens to like rap, like rap or metal, you know, for the most part, yeah. or like maybe pop or something. Like people will drive around and have, or like you'll see and hear them in traffic and it'll be like, which I don't mind. I, I love rap. Um, but just like that fucking raw, goddamn rock and roll. Like, I, I love listening to like these wild ass solos. Oh yeah, that's fuck yeah, that's so good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I uh, wanted to start off with that. Is this song represented representative of a lot of their other music? Yeah, it yeah. is. Okay, yeah, it's just rock music, man. Yeah, it's fucking rock and roll, baby. No fucking pretense, no gimmick, just fucking rock and roll music with like comic book lyrics like and and <laughs> what more do you need there's a great uh there's a really great um uh quote that he gives here um that when he's talking about how he's trying to explain um how he would try to explain to his bandmates how he wanted uh, certain things to sound um and of course now my uh phone is not uh pulling it up here um, but cool. I, I, I really enjoyed it because it's kind of the way that I have always thought about music or, or approaching music, um, which is, um, I used to talk to the guys in the band in overblown cosmic Jack Kirby terms. If you read enough Kirby, everything starts to look Kirby to you. The bottom of an oil heater looks like Asgard. The band would say, you want us to end the song like Black Sabbath? And I'd say, no, end it like a fucking Kirby Thor story. Make it epic, cosmic. And they'd be like, what in the world are you talking about? But to me, it went all together just fine. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense to me. Like... The Marvel, the Marvel characters became metaphors for me because the songs are really about me, my life, and my subconscious. I called one song Ego the Living Planet to see if anyone noticed, and to my disappointment, no one did. I noticed, brother. Mm. But what an incredible vision of a huge ego itself, a mad planet with a face. That's a metaphor. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I, I, just, I, I have just genuinely adored... Um, 
adored listening to them and the, the intersect between the type of music that I have been enjoying, which is kind of the desert stoner rock stuff mixed with the comic book metaphors. I just truly found like I've found something, um, feel like I found something. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up at the top and say, thanks for denying me this. <laughs> You're welcome. Because I knew you needed something later in life. I'm like, I bet he'll, he'll like this. He'll discover. For me. There's going to be something called, I am mad at you. There's going to be something called Spudafee. And uh, he's gonna he's gonna come across this, and he'll he'll love it. Um, but no, that's great. Yeah, like I always love when people discover new music or uh, something that really like clicks with them later on. Yeah, because like I don't know, like there there used to be part of me that's like that kind of felt bad for not liking the Beatles. You know, mm. and it's not like I dislike the Beatles, but I just was not. Uh, it just wasn't my thing back in the day. You know, um, but then I was like. I'm probably going to live for a while, much to my chagrin, uh, and uh, I'll have time to like... The past, couple like weeks, the past couple months, you've been really trying. You know, I was like, oh, let me see what I can do. See if I can shorten this lifespan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Coming to meet George. But, uh, but like, I was like, I'll, I'll have time to like get around to it eventually, maybe, you know? Yeah. Like, there's time to discover things later on sure. or whatever, you know? Like, plus there's so much other pop culture out there, like... Do you ever have this fantasy now for, for, for listeners who may not be aware, we record in Brent's um, library, essentially um, not novel books, but comic books rather. Yes. Thank you um, for picture, clarifying picture books. Yes. Um, do you ever picture yourself like one day being able to just not work and come in here and just read comics for 16 hours a day? Brother, let me tell you what, when I was laid up from my accident, yeah. I just like grabbed, I've got, five short boxes of comics oh, i would I grab like two or three of those take those in the living room and just sit there and just pour through them Ugh. like i like to read on my ipad as well like i've got comiXology and different stuff yeah but like there's something about an old paper comic that Unbeatable. has this like musky smell to it especially like, the old black and white ones yeah. it's my favorite smell on the planet going into like an old comic not not a not a newer fancy comic book shop but going into like an old dungeon comic mm-hmm. shop is a special thing mm-hmm dig through um, the crates oh mm. remember when we there was a place well it's still around it's called gardener's comics mm-hmm. they had i mean a massive massive back room that was like floor to ceiling long boxes mm-hmm. and the comics were like a dollar a piece mm-hmm. and we used to go in there and literally spend like four or five hours mm-hmm. just digging through long boxes yeah. some of the greatest memories of my life oh my the god smell oh the smell of those old comics and you get that like dust built up on your fingertips oh Mm-hmm. I can't as as few things better in life than that. Truly, yeah. People I have know. all my comics still. I know you got rid of a lot of your a lot of your floppies a while back. A while back, which I don't yeah. I don't blame you because mm-hmm. it's a pain in the ass anytime you have mm-hmm. to move or try to find a place to store them. But I have this dream of like one day win the lottery or just like I don't have to work for a few months mm-hmm. and just being able to like just just do nothing but mm-hmm. read comic books. That's this is what I'm budgeting for in my lifetime is like to eventually yeah. retire, you know, get divorced and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> spend all my time reading these comics. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, uh, a dream. goal. I still have, I don't have them in here cause I just simply don't have room for, for them in this room proper or the, the adjacent closet. But in my garage, I've got like probably, uh, 15 long boxes stacked mm-hmm. up out there with stuff mm. um that i i still need to go through and kind of weed out some things you know yeah but um for the most part like i'm gonna keep all of my savage dragon singles i'm gonna keep all my 
single you got turtle whole comics. Run going still, don't you? Do I still got? Do I still got that Savage Dragon run? Damn. Do I still got that Savage Dragon run? I got a spinner Damn. rack behind me, so there's comics on that. There's just comics everywhere, guys. We're just really cool. Yeah, yeah, we're fucking awesome. Yeah, we're doing a new, we're doing a nostalgic new metal podcast, mm-hmm. and we're talking about old comic books. Yeah, you're welcome. Nudist Colony's back. <laughs> yeah, and open for business. Oh man, yeah, it's truly, truly a thing I'm looking forward to one day is to be able to just just die i mean i still read a ton of comics now Mm. but to to truly like that's my job now there's something about um like i i love the availability of being able to read comics digitally again i like comiXology i like the marvel and dc apps um but there's something about comics that you'll never come across on those apps because of like uh company agrees agreements like you're not gonna get get like marvel versus dc on those because It's just like going to be a clusterfuck of trying to wrangle those rights and put that all together. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been on a kick of tracking down a bunch of like crossover comics, whether they're single issues or I can track down a collection. Like I was able to track down like I think two or three different versions of the Amalgam comics. Oh, collected wow. editions. Wow. Like the, cool. the singles are easy to come by, but I'm like, yeah, this is like an attainable goal for me. I've got like one left to find out in the wild. So, um, those Spider Boy comics with uh, Ladron on art. Mm-hmm. Oof. And I think uh, Mike Waringo did yeah, one think, as yeah, well. Yeah, he did right? one. Yeah. Because they did two rounds of it. Yeah. But, uh, whew, boy, Good that's stuff. the shit. That's the shit. And what then, like, Jose Ladron, I, I feel like he was pretty prominent for a while. Then I, I haven't seen anything by him in a long, long, long time. He probably realized how fucking rad he is and is like, oh, I don't, I just retire. Yeah, <laughs> that is for tire. Like, I don't need to he do and that. Travis Charest is just like, <laughs> we're good. We don't have to do anything anymore. Do you want to come over and do artwork? Ha <laughs> ha! I ash cigarette <laughs> in your face. Um, but yeah, there's something about like finding a comic that was only intended to be published as a single issue. Yeah, and it's like this is the totality of its experience. You know, right? Like the old um, Batman, Superman, Spider Man, like all those comics. There was no collected editions back then, right? So it was just right. like that's what it was. But those companies have the money to be able to reprint and republish those and omnibuses and deluxe editions, all this stuff. Yeah. Whereas like some of these like old comics were published and had like a circulation of like a few thousand copies or whatever. Right. They're like deep, deep like indie things. I- I've I've been for a long time now, working on my Nexus collection. Oh, okay. Uh, Steve Rude and, uh, oh God, I'm blanking on the other name. Uh, but Nexus, uh, w- which was a, I believe, was it Epic Comics? Uh, I will look this stuff up uh, for you. But, but uh, Nexus, who is a, is a super interesting character, and Steve Rude, who is a uh, uh, goddamn ridiculously incredible artist that never truly got his due. Um, Mike Barron. Mike Barron, there we go. Um, those are some really interesting comics, really wild shit. Um, and, and and that's another thing you're never going to find on, I mean, they might be on Comixology actually. Um, but it, that, that's like one series I wouldn't expect to find in trades or, or to find reprinted anywhere. And I feel like you, you're only going to find those digging through old long boxes. And it, it looks like they had switched publishers a number of times. So it was Capital Comics, First Comics, Dark Horse Comics, Rude Dude Productions, right? So okay, they, it, it seems like they passed the baton a few times. Yeah. And who knows how easy it is to get the rights from like one miniseries over to a yeah. publisher or whatever. I, I don't know what that entails, but... Uh, yeah, there's actually like a, a small, um, 
they did an animate like like Steve Root actually animated like a short that they were trying to get made into oh. like either a, a cartoon or or a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it was actually him doing all the animation, and it's only maybe like ten minutes long, but it's it's really incredible. Um, so if you're, I think it's on YouTube, you can find it. Uh, just look at like Nexus cartoon or something. It should mm-hmm. be out there. Um, really, really, really good stuff. But uh, yeah, I totally know what you mean about finding those those just those those special little things that will only exist in that limited print run mm-hmm. that will never be digitized that will yeah. never be you will never be able to find it it's just it's here in this long box and who knows how many else there are out in the world mm-hmm. there may be it's and it's going to be dwindling because comics get thrown away or they get water damaged or they get whatever yeah um yeah they're truly special mm-hmm. truly special they had that smell to them yeah Ugh. God, yeah. Yeah. It's a a very special hobby, especially if you can come across one of these like rare books. And not even that it's like going to get you a lot of money on like to resell or whatever. It's just like the experience of of reading it as it was like meant to be during that time. Unless it's adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. In that case. (laughs) Get fucked. Get fucked. Whatever that guy's name was. Uh, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. (laughs) Dumbass teeth. Get fucked. (laughs) Weird Marfan syndrome or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he like, yeah, I think he went on some like weird shit. Speaking of comics, like there was that uh, issue 13 of Gen 13. Oh, yes. It was like A, B, and C. Yeah. Three different parts. It had like all these different like comic characters show up. Like Wolverine shows Wolverine, up in it. Spawn. Yeah. Uh, I think Superman's in it. The Archie characters. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like Bone. Tony Robbins shows up in it for some fucking reason. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was a that was wild what, ass mm-hmm. comic. Yeah. Jim Lee is like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Literally like in the comic book as mm-hmm. Jim Lee. Yeah. Uh, See, that's great. one of those that's not going to be reprinted because Probably of all not, of those yeah. character rights, you know, you've got strangers in paradise Yeah, is in there as well. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, right. she, man. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. I got to dig those up. See, I still have is, those somewhere. This is that good shit. This is like, when I was digging through these different short boxes, when I was like laid up, I was like, I forgot I even had this. Right. I want to read. Like I got, I got reinvigorated. I got excited about reading comics again. That's awesome. It was yeah. It was a special feeling, like an actual tactile comic book. Yeah. It was fun. And then I read uh, all of the Deathmate issues. I was like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> that's what gave you COVID. That was, that was that's what it did. It. The Void and Solar Man of the Atom gave me COVID. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I did lend those, lend those to you to, to read. So you'll have to oh, let, you'll have to I'm, let, I'm excited about it. Give us an update on legitimately. That, on that. Um, well, do you want to move forward to discuss the, the reason why we're here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we purposely put off discussing this. Um, so today we're going to discuss hit BE's self-titled debut album. It was released on August 12th, 1997 on Jive records, which is a hip hop label. Yeah. Um, what is your relationship with Head PE? Because I had no relationship with this album. I didn't get introduced to them until Broke, their second album with uh, Bartender on it. And I had that album. I liked a few songs. Right. I think Bartender is the only song that I knew by them. And I was just, it wasn't for me. I, I didn't actively hate them, but I didn't love them. It was just sort of like, Persona non grata. Um, mm-hmm. just, just wasn't for me. Um, yeah. it, it was fine. It was out there. So, so listening to this was interesting. Um, cause this was the first time I've ever heard this album. Um, the first time I've ever honestly ever really listened to head PE period. Mm, okay. Um, so 
I, I the the only thing that I really know about them was the lead singer has some pretty cool views. Let's say interesting ideas about <laughs> the way things work. Um, and, and you know, uh, I hit this realization today. I think I know why I, I it never clicked with me. So. Mm. When I, I I didn't start smoking pot until I was like uh, like nineteen twenty uh, until the 19, year nineteen twenty <laughs> I was a flapper yeah um, no uh, I was around nineteen or twenty um, uh, probably twenty one until I started like action but then I became like a stoner like I like it was my persona was yeah. stoner I smoked as soon as I got up in the morning I smoked all day long it was I, your persona. Perstoner. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're welcome. Perstoner. I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and the, 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 the lyrics of this is like my experience of smoking pot in my early 20s and, yep. and meeting people because drugs for all their problems will take you to some very interesting places and you will meet some very interesting people, very annoying people. Um, and the lead singer, I, I read the lyrics uh, to the songs and, and kind of, you know, watched some videos and, and familiarized myself because I was completely unfamiliar with, with them. Mm-hmm. Um, he is every annoying stoner that I smoked with in my early 20s. This reminds me of what you said about Stephen Carpenter from Deptones. Yes, I feel like they would get along great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like one of these guys who collects uh, conspiracy theories. Oh, God. Like anything he hears, he latches onto, and that's the truth now. Oh, my God. Like before we started recording, we kind of compared videos on him going off, the lead singer of this band going off. Turns out we had like watched the same video. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. Like he, it was like during a, a live internet concert. So I guess maybe during COVID time. I don't even know when it took place. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. But it was like, he was ranting in between the songs about everything, like all kinds of different shit. A lot of 9-11 stuff, a lot of like vaccination shit, but it was like vaccinations, like don't vaccinate your children yeah period hillary and clinton's got a fat, fat ass <laughs> and he called he called him barack osama oh my god which i'm like like okay you can make an argument that obama wasn't like the best president um i think him as a man 45 was right. fine uh, <laughs> of course of course uh but i mean look it's it's unavoidable o- o- obama committed war crimes i mean mm. no matter how you look at it he bombed a, he killed hundreds if not thousands of innocent people mm-hmm. uh, in the Middle East. Um, uh, so, you know, y- you can certainly throw a criticism at him, but calling him Osama is goddamn insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but, then you know, he was saying like, free energy exists out there, but they charge us every month. My electrical bill. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, okay, that still doesn't work. Oh, so he just says I understand commerce. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Food exists, yet I have to pay for it. <laughs> it grows on the ground. This is a McDonald's, but it's 3 a.m. and they're not open. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, <laughs> and it just. Uh, OK, he, he, here's what I want you to do. Do you have, do you have the band, uh, the personnel on this one? 
the band list. Unfortunately. Go ahead and read that. <laughs> All right. So this band is a six piece, at least on this album. So we're going to start with Jared Gomez, who's the lead vocals. And uh, on Wikipedia, it says lyrics as well. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to take credit for that either if I was anybody else in this band. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Gear, who's lead guitar, semicolon, music. Uh, they're, they're really playing loosey-goosey with the, uh, the Wikipedia article here. Uh, there's a guy named Chad... Benikos, who goes by Chizad, who's rhythm guitar, backing vocals, also music on uh, tracks 6, 8, and 12. Mark Young, who spells his name as Mock, M-A-W-K, as if he's from Boston. Uh, Bass guitar, music on 8, 11, and 12. DJ product, (laughs) copyright 1969, Doug Boyce, whom I've, I've heard a lot of good things about him, like, in that era. I guess he was like well respected as like a skateboarder and an artist, like an illustrator and a killer DJ name, and a killer DJ name. Uh, I had to read that. I was like, wait, is this like, is it, is this a real copyright? Oh no. He's just copyright 1969. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's the turntablist does backing vocals and music on tracks eight and 12. And then Ben C. Vaught, AKA BC is the drumist, And uh, also the music for tracks eight 10 through 12 and 14. Uh, and if you're thinking there's no track 14 on here, uh, I guess that's the hidden track. And uh, boy, do I have thoughts on that. But same. Uh, so that is the personnel for this album. Mm-hmm. Chizad. Chizad. Whenever I read Chizad, I was like, okay, this is like, this is like if uh, Weird Al Yankovic put together a new metal parody band in the late 90s. Yeah. Like literally like, what was it? DJ, Pro- DJ Products? DJ Product. Copyright. Copyright. Please, please get it right. Please. He's copyright. He's taking the time. He's filed paperwork. I feel like this is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, a little bit. Yeah. Literally. Um, and, and the other thing is like Jared Gomez, he goes by, uh, it's like MCUD or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes, but it's not on this like thing I copied from Wikipedia. <laughs> so it doesn't show up on there, but he's got like a weird like title as well. But it could. Yeah, I guess so. What was the uh, what was a flying um, um, what was a flying cow head? Cuddly the cowlick. Cuddly the cowlick. Hell there yeah, dude! Let's That's take it. I, take it back. Yeah, take it back. Let's talk about that. For a while. Oh my god! <laughs> Let's talk about Ninja Turtle. Adventures. I have an infinite amount of time to talk, talk about Cuddly the cowlick. How else are you going to traverse space? Yeah, of course. You hop in a giant cow's severed head. Yeah. Then he spits you out in an intergalactic wrestling ring. Yeah, you get a weird costume. You fight a dog. <laughs> Nip crying hound. How do you know? Because he constantly says, my, my name, my name is crying out. <laughs> oh, sometimes this is just for us and oh, that's okay. Yep, it's yep. just for us. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, get hooked. You got to get on those Ninja Turtle Adventures comics. From those are actually really good. Oh Honestly, my God, I love them. Probably my first comic that I ever bought. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's what I want to get on this back wall. It's a giant like canvas print Ooh. of that issue. I found a, a copy of it that's, uh, without text. Yeah. And I, I just want to get that because that's like my introduction to comical books. And uh, I think my first one was the exterminator. The guy. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Wingnut screw loose. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah, dude. You've got all the turtles in these weird costumes. And I remember seeing this in a Homeland grocery store. Oh, and I, yeah. I, I was yeah. I was familiar with the, the cartoon and I had so many questions from this cover 
that it was just like fucking over, man. Like, I know. I was like, why do they have these costumes? Who are these other characters? It was like perfect. Yeah. It was just perfect for me at that time. I think mine was the exterminator where it was like a guy. Uh, the verminator? A verminator. And then he turned into a giant roach. I think that was my very first comic oh, wait. that I ever owned. Wait. Okay. Sorry. Verminator is the cat uh, who's like a cybernetic. He's like uh, a cat. Oh. If a cat was Deathlock. Oh, oh fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's got, um, oh wait, no, it was scumbug and worm. That's right. Scumbug mm. and worm. Okay. Mm. And he's like a tapeworm or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. <laughs> Anyways, head PE. Head right. PE, yeah. Um, <laughs> um yeah. so, so my initial kind of, again, I'm coming to this, not having any experience with it. So if you're a big head PE fan, um, I want to apologize because I don't hate them. Yeah. They remind me of a time in my life when I was dumb and immature and I didn't buy into all the conspiracy theories, but I was conspiracy theory adjacent for sure. Mm. I got into all the like water running on cars and Nikola Tesla with the free energy and the who who really caused 9-11. You know, I never went whole hog into this. And also I was like young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like these guys were older. They should have known better. Um, but the lyrics are just so. So, so there's a term in hip hop where people make fun of um, these kind of like intelligent uh, or, or, or not intelligent, but like um, wordy uh, woke rappers. And I don't mean woke in the way that people use woke now. Uh, woke was a thing way before right wingers got a hold of it and turned it into something else. But woke was more like, hey, you kind of ha- you're you're more of a um, you're more of a deep thought guy. You're not just mm-hmm. rapping about kind of superficial things, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a, there's a term for it called spiritual, lyrical, miracle, individual, where oh. it, it uh, th- these guys would be like spiritual, lyrical, miracle, you know, like mm-hmm. rhyming together a bunch of words, not really saying anything, but trying to make themselves sound really smart. Mm-hmm. And that is the, 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 the biggest impression that I, that I got from this was um, he's trying to sound like really deep and smart, but also like I smoke a bun bong and fuck women too. <laughs> you know what that idea reminds me of? As you were saying that, it reminds me so much of Tommy Lee's Methods of Mayhem. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, that, this is when yes. the drummer yes. from Motley Crue had a new metal. He put on a new metal album wow, with his I, friend like Tilo and then like a host of like guest stars. Yeah. It's on our timeline. We'll get to it eventually. Oh, hell yeah. I'm actually kind of ex- interested in that. I, I remember fucking digging that album back get in naked. the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I that, remember seeing the video for Get Naked and Lil' Kim was like oh, yeah. popping out that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Brad Durst was on that track. Oh, of course Mixmaster Mike. Get that pussy tight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, that was that was that was a hell of an album. But but that type of like I'm hard but also like trying to be smart, but I don't have a large enough vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like yeah. I, so I, also I sometimes I'm gonna fall back on smoking weed and fucking bitches. And I, yeah. I'm sorry for saying that, but mm-hmm. that's that that was like the thing. And don't worry, we'll hear it on this album. Um <laughs> also I noticed that the time frame this comes out, um, is during the X-Files early internet era. Oh, that explains a lot. It explains a <laughs> lot. Um, there's one song specifically that we'll talk about that that really is like, he just watched like the first three seasons of X-Files and is like, I'm going to write a song about this shit. Um, 
but also the internet was in its nascent stages. Like it was, um, it, you know, it had been around for a while, but this is when it was really starting to become we're, we're, a lot of people were starting to get online and yeah. you would always end up on some like weird ass conspiracy theory site mm-hmm. where the, they were talking about the Nikola Tesla free energy and stuff. And you know, okay. 97, I'm 14. Mm-hmm. So like I was into X files and I thought conspiracy theories were cool. I didn't necessarily believe them, but I thought they were like interesting. Um, and you know, like I, I, I was curious cause it seemed like maybe some kind of hidden knowledge and the internet yeah. was still like a mysterious place kind of, cause you could end up on some site that you're like, there was no Google back then. So you didn't go to a, you didn't go to a search bar and type like alien conspiracy. It would just be like, you would be clicking through websites and following links between all these little things. And you mm. would just end up on a site that was talking about JFK assassinations and UFOs and stuff. And, and then you have to take it upon yourself to figure out how to jack off to it. Yeah. Oh, don't people, worry. People, yeah. I was 14. No, I'm not worried about you. <laughs> I'm just explaining to the youngsters out there. It's like, this is what, this is what we had to do. This was our walking up a hill in uh-huh. the snow both ways. You know? Yeah. yeah. We had to jack off to text. We, yeah. D- like dot matrix. <laughs> like <laughs> we both got there at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> We had a friend, Richard. <laughs> it docks this boy who had, Oh, well, I fucking, he didn't care. Um, uh, who had this, uh, he had a computer and his dad had these, uh, floppy disks that we found that were literally dot matrix porn. <laughs> like I'm talking, uh, and if, if you youngsters out there don't know what dot matrix is, just Google dot matrix porn. Uh, but they were just like, pornographic images and i'm using that in a very liberal sense uh they were basically uh uh modern people may know them as like copy pastes where or copy pastas where uh they make a picture out of all different kinds of uh letters and symbols and stuff and it barely resembles what they're trying to make but it was like of nude women and (laughs) hey look TMI, but I jerked off to that stuff. We had to. We it had was, no choice. It was all it was, we had. It was all we had. It was the dust bowl of porn. It was truly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so that's kind of I feel like the the setting for this album. Um, it's a lot of conspiracy, um, and and to to give some credit, a little bit of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, what's I what, can't remember the lead singer's name. Uh, Jared, Jared, mm-hmm. Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Mc- went on to have McCud. that subway com- campaign. Oh boy, <laughs> different guy. Um, but uh, I I know that he's uh, uh Afro Brazilian. I think was it or uh, Afro Cuban. Uh, you know, I didn't look into that. Um, I don't know. He's he's a uh, uh, darker skinned. He's not white. Not white. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I understand, especially in like the black community, um. I know that conspiracy theories um, really um, can, can really gain traction in, mm. in uh, black communities and, and, and Hispanic communities, but, but primarily black communities because they've had literal, like, like people think conspiracy theories are all fake. Some conspiracy theories are real. And a lot of those conspiracy theories have been enacted against black people. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tuskegee experiments. Um, yeah, there's been uh, numerous, numerous things uh, that have happened to the black community that were 
literally orchestrated by the government and directed mm-hmm. towards them to hurt, kill, and demean and suppress them. Tulsa 21. <laughs> that was a thing I did not know about until like a couple of years ago. Uh, they don't, race master. They don't, yeah. They yeah. don't teach that in yeah. school here. Which is um, shameful. That is one thing that I learned in my early stoner days. Um, talking to people. Um, but that one is actually true. And mm-hmm. so, you know, um, I know in the black community that, uh, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, but it's kind of understandable because <laughs> they happen to them. Yeah. I mean, if you have enough horrifying shit like that happened to you, you're going to have your head on a swivel, you know, you're yeah. going to be like, Hey, this is what I heard down the street, you know, like, sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. so part of me kind of goes, you know what? I, I understand where it's coming from, but, uh, you know, also just, I know some of these things just factually are not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so to give the guy some credit, like, like I, I get where he's coming from on a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. but also I grew up talking to a lot of white hippies who believed the same thing mm-hmm. and um, they're fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, w- went further than a lot of I, what I've heard from the black community, you know, into some like truly like, man, we're all connected through our minds. And if we could just, you know, like uh, get rid of money and all drop acid at the same time, we'd form a human global consciousness and we'd live forever in a, you know, fractal reality or whatever. Um, which is, which is, I feel like also kind of where some of this stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Um, he's maybe not as bad as that. He may get worse. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but as of this album, uh, yeah, that that's, I, I feel like that's a, that's setting the stage for what we're about to listen to here. On that video that you and I watched before the record, he just seems like overbearing. Like, I don't necessarily... Like, uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot is uh, someone who's, like, outspoken with his political beliefs. They just so happen to align with mine, so I don't have a problem with it. Right. But even still, if I'm going to, like, a Slipknot concert, I don't necessarily want him to, like, comment on the president or you know, between every song, you know, right. unless it's like, Oh, I wrote or this, the lyrics to this song are about this or, Hey, I know we're all going through a hard time or you know, something like it's like general. Sure. It's fine. But also it's escapism. You know, I'm trying to not think about all this shit. Right. But also I guess like if you think you have a platform and you want to put that shit out there, then go for it. And that's why nine 11 was an inside job and an outside job. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. Tower seven. Explain that to me, motherfuckers. Where where are the first six towers? Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. It can. <laughs> it can. It, it didn't fuck up Colossus, and he was an X-Men. <laughs> Wait, what are we talking about? People, people who know nothing about science are like, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. I'm like, well, I've worked in an airport, and it can, motherfucker. <laughs> Guess what? Jet fuel can melt anything, goddammit. <laughs> if you set it on fire, it's going to melt something. Yes. Um, okay. Well, do you want to uh, move forward with talking about the album itself? All right. <laughs> so, like I said, this is the debut album by the band. It was recorded real quick. I had trouble finding information on this album. Yeah. Like the same. Wikipedia article was like mostly bare. I didn't really find a whole lot of anything as far as like notes on songs on Genius. And I just did like a Google search to find any information about like maybe some reviews or something on this album and sparse very sparse and i came across some like um it was like a discogs 
website it like had a, a listing of just like general like clinical information about this album right i have never used this website before i don't know how trustworthy it is so uh but that didn't stop me from putting it on my notes and I'm going to regurgitate much of this. Well, in the same vein uh, <laughs> that he uh, randomly spits out nonsense, uh, go for it. Go it's- for it. Yeah. So uh, allegedly, this album was recorded at Longview Farm Studios in North Brookfield, Massachusetts. Um, and uh, that one was produced by T-Ray, the Deadpool villain, who also Ooh. produced Snot's Soul Studio album. Okay. That explains a lot, right? actually. Yeah. So as I was listening to this... Um, I didn't, I don't know. I listened to this album, I think maybe three times all the way through. Um, you thought I would have listened to it more uh, since it's been like close to two months since we had an episode, but. No, I've, I've done about three times. So. Yeah. Uh, there's only so much you can do, you know? Um, but I, um, I, when I was reading this, this article that was like a review, it said that head PE is more influenced by hardcore punk than it is metal. And so I texted you that because I was like, I gotta, I gotta try to listen to this with different ears because yeah. so far this isn't really like doing anything for me. So I listened to it with a more like punk rock focused or a hardcore focused view of things of like trying to draw some, some uh, ancestry from that lineage of music right. instead to see if that made a difference. And it's like incrementally, I guess. Um, like some of the songs are more obviously hardcore than other ones, you know? Yeah. But for the most part, it's just like, I don't know. Um, so six of the tracks on this album were recorded for the band's debut EP, Church of, Church of Realities. Uh, the songs Darky, uh, I don't know if we, if I can say that, but I'm, I'm going to let you say it. (laughs) Okay. I'm a, I'm a minority, so I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. Uh, you let me know if otherwise, what minority? The one that I say, Darky. Uh, so Darky, IFO, Ground, Hill, and then like two others, I guess, because I couldn't find any information as to like what those other tracks were. Right. There's there's a song called Firsty on this album, and then on their EP, their yeah, Church of Realities, they have a song called like First Song or something like that. So I'm going to imagine those are similar. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't really look that hard into it. No one cares. Um, the album would eventually sell over 100,000 copies. However, due to the label's contractual terms and the disappointing sales of the album, the band found themselves unable to repay the cash advances given to them by Jive. Yeah. And that's like one of those things that people don't understand for the most part. It's, it's kind of like when um, comedians that you and I like uh, get like guest star roles on like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever. You're like, oh shit, that's Scott Ackerman, you know? That's, yeah. that's fucking awesome. He probably just got like a little bit day better rate. than a day rate, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I just, I, I want him to do better, but like he had his own TV show. Comedy Bang Bang was a TV show for a while. I don't know that he made a shitload of money. Seems like a stressful amount of work. Yeah. Plus keeping his podcast going. But like, people have this thought, like you sign as, as a band or a musician to a label, you get these advances, but they are advances, meaning they want to make their money back plus a little bit. So if head PE only sells 100,000 copies, that's probably not going to be enough to dig them out of that financial hole they had because they have to pay for the studio time. And you know, there's some like young stoner dudes, like they're, they're probably wasting a good chunk of this money as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just don't know that it was ever feasible for them to make their money back, especially no. because this was Jive, a hip-hop label. They're trying to put out this 
hardcore like what we know now is new metal band yeah they don't really know how to support that how to uh, just just uh do basic like uh uh promotion yeah marketing stuff yeah Yeah, they're so they're they're demographic their whole thing is going to be geared towards advertising to r&b and hip-hop uh stations and uh 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 music stores, things like that, uh, they're, they're not going to know how to get into the punk market with jive. It's just not, it's, it's not going to happen. I, I, I can't imagine that they had very much support from the label on that from, from what, from what little I've been able to, to, to read about it. Yeah. It definitely mm-hmm. sounds like it was a pretty shitty record deal all in all. Yeah. It was like an uphill battle and it reminds me of the parallels for sugar Ray's first album. Cause they struggled as yeah. well. But then, like, shit turned around for them. Right. right. Um, and there's some other... But that, per- they were on Atlantic, who at least knew how to probably reach out to who should be their core audience. Of course, it didn't. still didn't happen on the first album. Yeah. But, but even still, like, Sugar Ray, it seems like they were a linchpin of new metal, therefore, like, truly, a long time, right? Yeah. So they had, like, networking, if anything, working yeah. in their favor. Head P.E., from what I could tell, there's no real, like, connective tissue. I think they were in based out of california as well but it doesn't seem like they really like interacted with a lot of bands maybe they like toured or whatever but i I don't know like yeah there's so little information out there um that that really speaks to that even even on stuff like the early deftones like it was talking about you know they toured with kiss and Mm. and all you know you could find that information head pe it it sounded like they just kind of played local shows like Mm -hmm. and just just did whatever didn't really go on any any kind of tours or Mm -hmm. Uh, or any play any kind of festivals or anything yeah. um so yeah I, I i think you could probably place some of the blame on jive i'm sure mm-hmm. for for not being able to promote them correctly yeah and uh, i read uh something on wikipedia you can't lie on wikipedia mm-hmm. uh that said that even though they were trying to or they were being courted by other labels like sony others uh to go sign with them they were just like so financially far in the hole that right. it like the juice wasn't worth the squeeze at that yeah. point, right? So, um, I don't know how they put out another album. I haven't looked at Broke to see what label that's on or anything. So, I yeah. don't know. I'm, I'm, the the saga continues on on that side of the yeah. equation here. Um, as far as the album title, Head PE. Um, do you know what PE stands for? Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Uh, I also saw Planetary Evolution. Which exhausts me. Just, to it, think, just it, truly. Just to <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's just like head is. I guess it's like kind of juvenile, right? Like getting head, but also like being. But it's also your head, like your mental planetary evolution, man. Like right. that's that's that. This is the feeling of the album that and, I get, and then also having that heady high, bro. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I just smoked some headband. Bro. Oh, God. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a headband. Weed headband. It's supposed to make your, supposed to make it feel like you're wearing a headband. Like, I, it's never worked on me. I think people just, <laughs> so much bullshit in the stoner community that, like, I honestly, like, would not even, like, in, like call myself out as a stoner after, like, the first couple years. Like, I thought it was cool at first. Oh, no. And then after meeting so many of these fucking annoying goddamn stoners i started like actively like reject I, I would not wear any clothing with stoner on i would not put any stoner any weed leaf anything mm-hmm. on it i would not advertise it i smoked 
probably more than most hippie potheads did. I smoked an insane amount of pot in my 20s. Um, but I actively rejected any type of like stoner affiliation mm. because of shit like this. This is like when you and I grew up in the nineties and we loved Deadpool as a character. But now if I like walk around the mall and I see somebody with like a chimichanga shirt on, I'm just like, I, it, it exhausts me. And I'm not like, I want people to like what they like. I have no problem it, with right. it, but it's just like oversaturation, I guess. Yeah. And people just kind of lumping themselves into that. And also, you see yourself in it. Yeah. That that is another part of it, is when I listen to this album, I see a young, dumb Ross in this. (laughs) Yeah. Like, truly. Like, a a 15, 16-year-old, and then, like, turning into the stoner kind of thing. Although, I shook all that off, like, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, But... I, I I see this and I feel embarrassed. Truly, I feel like embarrassed for them and like for myself. That's an excellent observation because I was like, I, I'm not jiving with this album. I'm not uh, jiving with this album at all. I don't know why, but I think that's a salient point because the, I didn't grow up with this album. I have no nostalgia for it, which is honestly like 90% of the stuff we talk about on, yeah, on this podcast is, is that. But... So I, I have no connective tissue, and this album to me sounds like what I think people outside of our bodies think <laughs> new metal sounds like. You know, that is an absolutely <laughs> accurate statement. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas, like I, you know, we listen to that uh, the Sugar Ray albums and the Limp Biscuit album, those Corn albums, and I'm just like, this fucking check so many boxes for me. I just feel fueled by this. Yeah, and then this has. Some of those boxes are being checked, but I don't enjoy it. Yeah. For whatever reason. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. No. I think that it would be a a fun show live. I Mm -hmm. I think uh, much like Snot. Oh, yeah. um, It's funny that this was produced by the same guy because I get the same vibe. I was going to bring that up Mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't hate the songs, but, and I, I, I hear the energy that's in there, but it's not shaking me. It's not doing anything. To me, it sounds a bit generic, even though there's yeah. some like variation in the styles. And we'll get into this when we talk about the different minor tracks, variations. minor variations. <laughs> but like, it's it's not enough to like move me, right? Like, it's, sure. it, it just doesn't doesn't do anything for me. And to your point about seeing them live, um, you know how like you can go to those peeping booths, you put in a quarter, <laughs> and then it like it parts those shades or whatever. And right. You can see a girl dance for like 40 seconds or whatever, and then it sh- closes again. Like if you could do that at a head PE concert, but like the shade closes whenever Jared starts talking in between <laughs> yeah. songs, it's like, oh, okay, maybe, you know? And yeah. I, I'm so curious, like if any of our listeners uh, or anyone who just like came across this episode randomly likes head pe and they've been to a live show like is it good do you like it do you like jared and all these views and stuff and maybe it's not just him maybe it's his whole band i don't know that's like into this stuff i i've met enough people that are like this mm-hmm. that yeah i think they would go there and they would totally 1000 percent buy into all of this and think it was the coolest shit in the world i've met so many people like that mm-hmm. um and, you know, look, there's an audience for it. And those people, they're human beings. They're entitled to like what they like. And yeah. I, I, I should not shit on them. And I'm not. I'm, I'm genuinely not. 
Um, I, but I'm trying to give, I'm trying to relate this to myself. And, yeah. and like I said, when I listen to this album, I cannot help but feel like some level of embarrassment and relationship to it. Not because I was necessarily like this, but because I was so involved with people like this and I knew so many people like this and it reminds me of being like, cause you know, when I was, when I was young, I was kind of impressionable. And so some of the stuff that people would tell me, I'd be like, Oh wow, that's interesting. Like, and then I'd go like read about it and I'd realize it's all total fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I definitely have a personal, I don't know what the word I'm looking for here is. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's just get into it. We can, we can, but one, well, actually, a couple of quick things okay, yeah. um, before that. So I want to talk about the cover art, like we always do. Oh, yeah. So uh, the cover art was illustrated by the band's DJ, DJ product, copyright 1969, <laughs> a.k.a. Doug Boyce. Um, like I said, the he seems very well respected in like where he grew up and like before yeah. Head PE, all of this stuff. So I don't want to take any of that stuff away from him. Um, and like if he's like an, a nice fella, hey. Even better, you know? Yeah. Um, the The bulk of the Wikipedia article for this album is about him creating this artwork. And I was just like, wow, why so much of this? I like, know. I don't mind reading all this, but also, like, what about the music and, the like, how you guys meet? Like, Probably because this, this is a more fascinating story than... <laughs> Has to be. Um, but the, I guess the album art is supposed to be, like, a visual representation of the band playing in the center of the artwork with like all of this, it's like a cacophony of noise surrounding them, like emanating outward. Okay. That's that's okay. what he said about it. And I right. haven't been able to see a large enough image to where I can like zoom in enough to see like, oh, is that an actual band? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's metaphorical. I would imagine so because all the shapes and stuff on there or whatever. But um, he also did the artwork for the single for Sublime's What I Got. So. Oh. Yeah. So not like the album art, like for the main album, but like the actual right. single. I know, I know that picture and that makes absolute total sense. Yeah. So like when you take it in that context, like he has some skill behind his craft. I'm not going to. The picture I don't hate isn't it. bad. No. I, I think my problem with it is the the text that says head PE and bright red on it is so prominent yeah. that it eats up a lot of the imagery. Yeah. And I feel like this is when I don't know how to not bring this back to comics. But whenever you see a comic book where the artist didn't allow enough space in a like a panel yeah. for the word balloon. So they have to like cover up some of the like pertinent information. Or if you see cover art that's like misdrawn and they you know the 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 logo covers up the uh, a decent amount of the the artwork. Yeah. Like it's it doesn't seem like there was some forethought put into that no. on the square image, leaving no. space for that. It you know? seems like they he painted a picture and then they were like, let's just slap the sticker on top of it. Yeah. I think that's what happened because he wanted it to be just the image itself. And then he had to like burn the midnight oil or whatever to yeah. get all this done. Or he something did it like in like 24 hours or something. Like they demanded it's, it's it like be yeah. turned in inst- or like the next day or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Which and is- it, it meant enough to him that he was, he did that, you know, like he stayed up and he, yeah. he, he was grinding. 
Um, he seems to be a pretty pretty talented DJ, all things considered, from what I can tell about this album. Yeah, yeah, and I've got thoughts on that as well. Ooh, okay. Don't worry. <laughs> Not that you would. Um, singles for this. This album had two singles, Ground and then Serpent Boy. And then um, I want to talk about the band's sound on this album. We've kind of done that a bit already. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'd mentioned that their sound was more derived from hardcore punk than metal. Um, but there's some hip hop in there. There's some funk, some uh, some reggae bits thrown in the mix as well. Um, and the band has coined this mixture of sonic treasure. I don't know what you're gonna say, but I don't. I okay, go for as G punk instead of G funk. It's G punk. You see what he did there? See, Jared is working on so many levels. He's playing fucking two dimensional chess. <laughs> <laughs> so G punk stands for like gangsta. Punk, oh I yeah, guess, yeah. Right? Um, actually, there is one song on here that I, I really, I actually put G Funk. I, I literally wrote it. Um, mm. Then we'll get to it. Okay. Um, the the guitar and bass mix on this sounds like a better mixed version than, or a better mixed version of what Deftones was trying to do on Adrenaline. I'm not saying the the playing is better, no. but the mix is better. But it has oh, it sure. has that like <laughs> you can't um, get much worse. Yeah, you can't get much. Um, but it has that like garage feel without sounding so tinny and like yeah annoying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, tinny. There's the <laughs> there's the 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 classic new metal poppy snare on this. Oh, I, I heard that right off the bat. Of course. Um, there's some drum machine present as well, but like. There's a, a nice mixture between the two. I actually I really like the incorporation of the drum machine on some songs. I did too. Yeah, it it stands out, but not in a bad way. Yeah, to me. Well, it, this album needs something that stands out. <laughs> it really does. I've got thoughts on that as well. Um, there's a variety of DJ effects on this. From um, there's like scratching, there's atmosphere stuff, um, but it's not overly complicated. You know, it's yeah. he's he's not trying to like steal the spotlight. There's not any major scratch solos or anything like that. A lot of it's in right. service to the song, which I respect. It reminds me of Joseph Hahn from Lincoln Park in yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, but I think there's some more like complicated scratching on the next album, if I remember correctly. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and I know people criticize Fred Durst for his like whiny vocal delivery, but um, I'm not wild about jared gomez's delivery on this album either <laughs> yeah that's my impression um it's just I don't, it's, mm, 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 mm. yeah no there's a couple no. songs i do i do actually uh like his voice on um but yeah yeah there's there, there's a lot of this album is very samey to me you know it, it mushes together it really does um this album sounds like a more aggressive like new metal version of Sugar Ray with the mix of like punk and funk and hip hop, but with like way less variation in overall sound. And yeah. the courses are simply not that catchy. I, honestly, I struggle to identify the courses sometimes because it yeah. just sounds like one long thing. And mm -hmm. like, I don't know if that's because the music isn't like changing enough or I think no, his, the, his vocals are the, just kind of like just the general rhythm of each song sounds too similar. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this on the Limp Biscuit episode where um, when certain members knew when to just back out completely. Mm. And I feel yeah. like this um, kind of snot was the same way mm -hmm. where it was like uh, and Cold Chamber was probably the worst offender of this where it was just like 
everybody play all the time, full volume, <laughs> same rhythm. Mm-hmm. Bradley. Like, oh God. <laughs> oh God. And and it's like you you lose out on so much dynamics and you run the risk of it all sounding just like one big mush whenever you don't allow for the dynamics to come through. You know what? Uh I'm willing to say it here. Uh the dynamics on this album, not that dynamic. No. 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 <laughs> I'll say it again. Later. <laughs> um but yeah, that's really all the major notes I have before we jump in to this album. You wanna kick this bad boy off? All right, here we go with POS. What could it mean? The opening track. It's the first track. We it either has to start as a banger or has to have an incredible intro. These are the options. That's so weird because it sounds like we're kind of just slowly getting there. It sounds like we're, I don't know, meandering a little bit. I was kind of excited when I heard the drum machine. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. Let's, maybe we'll get some, some dynamics in here. And then... <laughs> it just kept going for a while. Yeah. Like, I like this part. I do. I do. I like this part. This is this is kind of what reminds me of Sugar Ray a little bit, you know, with yeah. like... Uh, the, like, pirate song or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> this whininess of, of his vocals I put on here this kind of gives me a little bit of a Mr. Bungle feel but like way less interesting yeah you had mentioned that and I'm just not that familiar with Mr. Bungle's work um, I hear he's a good fella but uh, what what part of that do you mean like what's are you talking about like musically? Uh, okay. And then the like um, how it's got a little bit of a funk in there, um, but Mr. Bungle sw- switched it up way, way more and did more interesting things with it. Yeah. But I feel like that heavy funk, uh, I'm, I'm sure they were influenced on some level by it. That was Mike Patton, right? Bitch, ho, cut, cunt, slut, tramp, liar, whore. This is why I'm just like. It, it, you can't be this woke. Ross is rubbing his eyes. <laughs> you can't be this guy that's like human consciousness. We just all need to come together and then have a lyric like "bitch, ho, cunt, slut, tramp, liar, whore." It is kind of like pick a lane a little bit, yeah. you know. Um, and again, taking this back to Slipknot real quick, the, like there's some lyrics that Slipknot has that I absolutely love. There's a lot of like metaphors, uh, metaphorical things in there that uh, make sense to me and are just cryptic enough for my dumb ass to be like, oh, I wonder what that means. Um, but then there's some like real juvenile stuff like fuck it all, fuck this world, fuck everything you stand for. But it's like, it's, it's a vibe. Yes. Though. Yes. Whereas this is like, pick a lane. Exactly. And go with that i guess but i don't know man like i'm just glad that we at least have like grown past like the you know calling women bitches and that type of thing like i i I don't listen to a lot of like modern hip-hop but i feel like for the most part that's gone away like that used to be way more prevalent yeah it's it still happens but Mm. And I don't even mind, you know, um, I'm not so like, I'm not so 
puritanical that I'm like, mm-hmm. you can't say the word bitch. Yeah. It's fine if you do. Yeah. But when you string together just like a bunch of juvenile cuss words mm-hmm. and, and, and not, not try to do anything interesting with it. Just be like, bitch, ho, cunts. Like, it's not like when Jonathan Davis, when it was just like this absolutely fucking ridiculous over the top. Oh, the, the scatting for, uh, cunt, cunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cunt. How can you forget? Yeah. Uh, which, which is, is, is kind of funny. Um, this is not funny. This is, sounds like he's really, I think that's a difference where, where you hear Jonathan mm. Davis say it, he sounds like he's doing it just to be like, kind of goofy about it Mm -hmm. but when you hear him say it it really feels like he's he means it yeah this is like yeah the the difference is on cunt with a k uh so it's fine you can say it at daycare um jonathan davis was it was almost like freestyling right like he was he was scatting he was like kind of coming up with those nonsense lyrics off the top of the dome. Yeah. He had a little bit of melody flowing through there as well. So there was some variation sonically. Yeah. Lyrically, verbally, all of that stuff. Whereas this is like, I could see Jared just like sitting down with like a big pen, a sheet of paper. I'm going to, I'm going to expose the truth. Yeah. Here's some curse words. I know. I know. I'm going to say all this stuff. Hillary Clinton has a fat ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. uh, I don't know. I don't. I really don't have any notes on this particular song. I didn't. For the most part, I didn't look at their lyrics for this album for various reasons. I came across some stuff online about him being like. I don't know if it's on this album uh, or if it's subsequent albums, but he kind of dives into this rabbit hole of like being very like rapey and whatnot. And I was like, I'm not trying to. We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but I know there's like a song about like aliens and shit on here. Um, but so I'm, I, I don't know what the lyrics are to this. It's it's called POS. I'm going to take a wild, wild guess and assume that stands for a piece of shit. Um, and yeah, my, my only real note on this song is like, is this a good opening track? Eh, not really, but none of these could really be an opening no. track. Like all of these seem like deep cuts in an album. So we're yeah. talking like track seven or eight. Like all of these sound like track seven or eight yeah. on an album to me. Yeah. After you've gotten over the good stuff. Then yeah. They, they're like, well, we got to have a, we got to fill out this album with uh, at least 12 songs. So yeah. mm-hmm. uh, has anybody got anything? Like, yeah. yeah, that's kind of the, the impression. Mm-hmm. There's, there's one or two songs on here that I, I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's some highlights. It's going to take a minute to get there. <laughs> yeah. Same. Uh, next up, we've got ground. Yes which this is the first single off this album. So weird. This is a single. This is very weird that this is, a, it's a weird that there were any singles at all from this album. Like musically, I'm kind of okay with this so far. Like it has the drum machine at the beginning. It has that like, uh, that, um, is that like a bass, bass guitar? That's yeah, like kind of low wind. There. Yeah. I like that part. And I'm out. <laughs> There's something about its flow that doesn't work for me. I, I, I agree. It doesn't... Like, the thing I like about hip-hop is that you're finding rhythms within rhythms, right? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, percussively focused. My two favorite genres are metal and hip-hop, and that's, like, the connective tissue that I can find between those. 
But this is like, oh god, no. Yeah, I hate this. People part. are like, no, this sounds good. Make this a single. Nah. Um, but there's something about his flow. Oh. This like that Mickey Mouse cartoon. Uh, Where, like he, Goofy, and Donald all physical pain from that. I'll move to the the camper trailer. And they're like, <laughs> who's driving this? Um, so there's something about his flow that to me works against the rhythm that the band is putting out there. I, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's ah, I don't know. It's like no, I don't. I just don't like it. Here and comes again, the cracks. It's not bad. <laughs> but. Uh, you and I uh, played in a band with this guy. We'll call him Mike. And he was not a good vocalist, but he had a similar intonation in his voice, and he would just fucking go for it. Yeah. Like, you have to give him that. Like, he would, you would start playing a song, and then he was like, oh, and I'm a rhyme on top of it, be like this, and I'm a do this for a while like this, and now here comes the chorus. Like, yeah. he would just. He would go for it, and like we're all too cowardly to like tell him he sucks. Yeah, we had we staged like a little weird intervention with him one oh, time. We were, we were going to kick him out of the band, but like we ended up not doing that, and we went to Hooters instead. <laughs> <laughs> because we're like I don't know, we're trying to be nice guys and like trying to give him a chance, and then he had our practice space, <laughs> so it just didn't work out. It's it's that weird phenomenon in the band with the least talented person is usually the most motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, like we wanted to play, but it's like yeah. But also, you could. I feel like we are self aware enough. We're like we're fucking spinning our tires with this guy. You know, it's not like good. it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna go anywhere. Um, but hey, you know what? The boys in Head PE they went for it and they got that record contract. They got an album out of it. Um, <laughs> they were broke. <laughs> yeah, they were broke. You know, the name of their next album. Um, so I, I guess the song, from what I could tell, this was a one of the reworked songs from Church of Realities, and evidently it takes aim at religion and uh, our firmly rotting consumer culture. Really? I don't know. I've, I found this on because I, I read the lyrics and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this song is talking I, about. I got this off some website. <laughs> I don't know. Could have been Discogs, could have been Genius, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but that's what I saw online. I, I had assumed that you would have read the lyrics. Um, it's probably just nonsense, to be I honest. read the lyrics to most of these songs, and honestly, most of them do not make any sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It's just like one phrase repeated over and over that really doesn't like have any kind of connective tissue to anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it, it just, like, it sounds like he just, like, just... <laughs> was like speaking in random sentences and then this is the lyrics now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's some songs that are not like that that actually do have... Um, a theme. A theme, yeah. but not that one. Not that one. <laughs> um, next up, we've got uh, Serpent Boy, which um, I like the name of the song. Mm-hmm. This is the, the second single off this album. So if that first one didn't do it for you, don't worry. These boys got something else in the pipe here. I did put on here that I... I, I, I the snare, you know, obviously is, is like the new metal snare. So yep. I always enjoy hearing that guy show up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put a, like the bass on it. We'll have to see. I don't know. <laughs> All these songs kind of. <laughs> 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 I 
Like, not for nothing. Like, I understand, like, uh, he's uh, a minority, and he grew up in, like, the maybe the, the SoCal culture, and he's... He's from Jersey. No, wait, no, no, that was Macho Mangan. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he oh, does God. it, like, and he talks hard. Yeah. He, he does not look like a hard fellow. Like, if, if somebody was like, he wants to fight you, I'd be like, I guess. Like, I, I don't think I would win a fight with him, but I... I don't think I'd get the ass beating of my life. Sure, you want to mess up your clown makeup there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Looked like it took five minutes to put on. <laughs> this this, this sounds is not bad. Yeah, this is new metal y, right? Yeah. Is that all right? Chickity check 2012. <laughs> what is this 2012? Because that's when the world was supposed to end. Oh, no. According to the Mayan calendar. Well, that answers a question about a later track. My flows track. unclog your souls like Drano. My logic tight like Plato. Whip ass like Cato. With more troops than NATO. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this song called Serpent Boy? Do we know? No one knows. Don't <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I think this is like a synthesizer or maybe guitar or something like that. That, like, yeah, that helps establish. Oh, this is supposed to be a chorus, right? Uh, and I do kind of, I like the way it sounds. It's not bad, part. but it's not uh, distinctive enough for me, I guess. Yeah. I kind of like this part. Like the music kind of drops out yeah. and they rely on that snare. Um, so, again, I don't know where I got this from, but this is supposed to be a whimsical tale about a person who stole a quantity of marijuana from lead singer Jared Gomez. Bro, pack your bowl with my flow. Shit ain't just working out. No, I'm having to let you go. Ain't no love, no mo. Take a look around. Take a deep breath. Recollect. Resurrect. Wow. Hey. That thing from the internet was true, kind of. <laughs> um, this part, like, this little, like, synth... Thing, I don't know what this instrument is. I don't, I don't know if that's what it is, but, like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that synthy sounding yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, it has, like, this eerie feel to it, but, like, part of me feels like it's just a smidge too loud in the mix. Just, yeah. like, slightly. But that's, like... They need like, something to stand out, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I feel like it competes with his, his vocals a bit. Which, like, I'm kind of okay with, you know? Um, <laughs> evidently, this song was featured in the D. Snyder, I guess, horror film, Strangeland. Have you ever heard of this? That scream, I just... <laughs> Tarzan scream. <laughs> Wait, D. Snyder horror? Yeah, it's, it's this film called Strangeland. Uh, a co-worker of mine, like, lent me this DVD once. And I like, I put the DVD in my, first of all, I don't like having to fuck with discs. I know some people love, they have like a Blu-ray collection and stuff. No. If it's not streaming or I can't, like, can't buy it on like iTunes or whatever, n not interested. So yeah. the, the fact that like I took this DVD home, I brought it home, I put the DVD in my Blu-ray player, the DVD menu came up and it was one of those... 
90s as possible DVD menus where it's just like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like kind of semi-pixelated. You've got like footage from the movie playing underneath like poor CGI flames and all this shit. Oh, I immediately boy. ejected it, took the movie back. <laughs> I was like, I'm not watching this. And I didn't. And I shan't. I have no interest in watching I this. I don't blame you. Especially if this song is on there. No. Not at all curious about it. Yeah. Um, I believe this is one of the longer tracks on the album at 5 minutes 50 seconds. Um, yeah, with, yeah. Yeah. This is the longest one. And it fucking feels like it. Yep. And we'll skip to the next one. Hell yeah, dude. This next one is... Uh, yeah. uh, Firsty. Okay, Firsty. I was like, did I, did I write that correctly? Oh, you don't ever remember hearing the word thirsty out in the wild? Any guess not. <laughs> I did put that this is this feels very punk to me. This song. Yeah, I've got it on my notes here that I like the energy of the song, uh, but the verse vocals are a bit cringe for me. Oh, Which we could just say that about. Let's just put yeah, that out there blanketly. Blanket on all songs. See, this is like the hardcore. Like, if more of the album was like this, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I agree. And the lyrics were better. Yeah. I, again, I'm out. Like this. Yeah. See, this has a nice groove. It's like punky, and then it has this groove to it. Yeah. This is like, again, you got to take it back to Biscuit. People talk about like, oh, Fred wasn't in the band. Like, I, I feel like if Jared wasn't in this band, they, they would have had maybe a, a better chance. Or let, right. me, let me walk that back. If there was like a, either he was a better vocalist or there was a better vocalist on this. Yeah. Because if they'd had like a uh, like a Max Calavera or something, um, somebody with like real like fucking vocal chops on this. I, I think like yeah, if he had like an instrument to play as well, like something to keep him busy, <laughs> yeah. like there would be a break because. Once his vocals kick in on a song, they're almost constantly present in, like, even this part. It's like, it's always there. Just give, just give us a break, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's... A good band knows when to shut certain parts up. So, like what a 14-year-old white kid would write. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, like, lives in, like, a suburban nice neighborhood. Uh-huh. Like, I will do your rules. I will clean my room. <laughs> you are confused. Like, one thing I'm not confused about. I'm not going to say my prayer. I'm not going to eat my peas. <laughs> one thing I'm not confused about is the placement of the song being incorrect. Because this song is called Firsty. And it's oh, the fourth yeah. track on the album, so that's a demerit. I'm curious if this next song, if we're going to have the same initial note. Oh, okay. You're talking about TOS, Tired of Sleep, track five. Yep. On this album. S- sounds... Uh... Oh, oh. <laughs> I was going Stuck. with... I was going with a different Biscuit track, which is uh, one of oh. the, the newer ones, uh, Dirty Rotten Biscuit, oh, you know? Oh, okay. It has yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. same little, like, 
vibe to it. But yeah, you are you are correct. Yes, I immediately thought I was like, wait, did, did I queue up a did I queue up a biscuit? What's happening? You know, the, yeah. I put that I actually do like this song. I like this song. Uh, my initial note said that this song doesn't work for me for some reason, but I think maybe I had just been beaten down by this album for the bulk <laughs> of it. But uh, the previous song, Firsty, has that like punk feel to it. This has like a more low energy feel, but it's like it's got a groove to it. It's got uh, like a laid back feel to it. It feels like he's actually rapping to the beat. Yes, and it's. Uh, this song and the song before are better contrasts from the first three tracks, so it, it makes it's tricking me into thinking I like this. I guess. Yeah. It feels more cohesive, and I mean, it's, this part's not the best, but but in the scale of of all these songs compared to each other. This one at least feels like it was a bit more put together and a little bit more, like, I mean, yeah, it's a basic flow, but it's a flow that at least is on beat a little bit. It sounds more unique to this yeah. band than, you know, the first three or four tracks or whatever. Just, like the first, let's say, four tracks sound very, like, generically new metal-y, whereas this is like, yeah. uh, of course, there's some, like, this kind of reminds me of like a Cypress Hill song or something. Oh, interesting observation. We'll get to it later in this episode. Ooh, um, okay. But, you know, there, there are new metal bands that, especially if they have DJs, like the vocalist or one of the vocalists will like, they'll just do like a hip hop song, you know? Right. So it's not uncommon, but this isn't, this isn't bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I would like seek this song out, but like it's a yeah. it's a break from like the, the previous songs, I think. Yeah. It's like, okay, every time I close my eyes and know I'm missing something, I'm tired of wondering what, I'm so fucking tired of asking, always needing and wanting something, I'm tired of thinking, tired of wondering what, the soul will find a way back. Like mm-hmm. I know he styles himself as an MC. <laughs> What are you saying here? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's like, I almost want to say it's style over substance, but honestly, the style isn't that good to me. And again, like, I don't know. I think the DJ's doing most of the work on this one here. Uh, Possibly. Let me see. I I feel like with the, with the, that sounds like a break beat. Mm Mm-hmm. See, that's that's but another thing that reminds like me. Drums, actually. That's another thing that reminds me of those early Sugar Ray albums. Is like, they would take a break and just have yeah. DJ Homicide would kick a beat, and then Martin Grath, ah, uh, sing over it lovely, you know. Yeah. Whereas this is just a little more straightforward than that, but yeah. Okay, so the next song. We'll yeah, you introduce go ahead. this one. If you if you don't mind, I got a little something in my throat. If you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> darkly <laughs> track six darky five minutes 22 seconds i forget that some of these songs have these intros to them yeah i know that's from something yeah what is that is that from nintendo 
That was when we were playing Halo on Nintendo that yeah, one time. That's what it was. Yeah. I really like the drums on this one. Yeah. They have like a nice energy. They have that poppy snare. And there's some like variation in playing. Like he, the drummer will just like stop playing every once in a while. Right. That's a weird like compliment to the drummer. It's like, dude, I love it when you stop playing. And that's the best part. It's the it's the snare hits you don't play yes. that really speak to me. Getting a corn vibe here. A little bit, yeah. Is this a guitar or is this a synthesizer? It's hard for me to identify. He has a guitar. Okay. I like that part quite a bit. Yeah. I think this is one of the, the better tracks on the album, at least yeah. for me. Um, and I'm like, do you think when this album came out, you would hear this in like skate parks and that type of culture, right. like that, that type of setting? Because that's like, where else are you going to hear this? You know, like, what, what, I don't know that any of these songs were featured in video games. If it was, I didn't find any information I'm on that. I'm sure there's some BMX game that has a headpiece on it. Something like that, yeah. It's weird because the song implies that it's going to be... Over soon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you feel like it's going to be maybe racially... Motivated? Prescient. <laughs> but it doesn't appear to be yeah. <laughs> at all. That's surprising because I had. That's what I would have assumed. Again, I didn't look Especially at the lyrics. The, so. the, the first, like, that little, like, sample that they're playing is, like, white people screaming the N word. It sounds like it. Someone. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe that's a sound only white people can hear because I didn't hear that. I heard, like, video game noises. Oh. Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is out there. Oh. Okay, I, I wanted to bring this up. I wanted to bring this up. Is it that lyric you just said? The D-I-K or D-I-C-K spells relief? It, it, yeah, well, yeah, there's more. <laughs> that sexy little girl, uh, she had no father figure. The Catholic skirt put her hurting on the father's, uh, pressing up hard against the daughter's, uh, table dances, they don't come cheap. D-I-C-K spells relief. Yeah, bring all your daughters to me, all your daughters to me. Mm-mm. Nope. And again, for this reason, I'm out. Oh, now he talks about... He talks about racial something after talking about <laughs> pedophilia. I was never, like, hardcore into the Catholic schoolgirl thing. And, like, Britney Spears came out when we were in high... Like, she was older than us when that Baby One More Time video came out. Yeah. I thought that was, like sexy just because I thought she was hot. Right. But like the schoolgirl uniform like never really. Yeah I mean I like skirts and tall socks. Yeah. But it's not like Catholic schoolgirl specific or anything. Uh, I don't like pigtails at all. 
I'm not saying, hey, if people like to wear their hair that way, go for it. But it just like, it turns my outing into an innie. And it's already like halfway <laughs> in most of the time, you know? It's just like, oh no, it's just too, uh, too juvenile for me. Yeah, it doesn't really, yeah, it looks. And I know like people like, like to have their adult partner dress up like, like that. Can you find like whatever you want to do? It's just like keep it there. Didn't work. Didn't work, yeah, did, didn't work for me. And it sounds like Jared here has got no qualms against one it. One of my favorite um, quotes from Community is uh, from uh, Troy Barnes, who says, um, "Is it weird that I think, or is it weird that I find a woman more attractive in pajamas than lingerie? Ooh. I just want to know that she's comfortable." Yeah, I relate to that. Yeah, like lingerie, I see it and I'm like. I guess, I guess it's supposed to be sexy, mm-hmm. but honestly, a girl in like just some like normal panties and kind of an oversized shirt, mm-hmm. that, that works. Yeah. I'll take that over lingerie mm-hmm. any day of the week. I'm, you know what? Put her in some fucking coveralls. It's like, hey, girl, you going to the mine? Oh, coveralls with her like boobs hanging out of the side. Oh my god, that's awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm all about that. Where them scissors is. Like, it's just, it just like, okay, like the dress up thing, you know, I'm like, I'm, I just want to take it off. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got misundressed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I appreciate the effort, but mm-hmm. it's coming off mm-hmm. and it's not going to be involved it, in anything going forward. It, so. it like lingerie works for me visually, but like if I'm like watching something, but like, in actual like practice, I'm like, all right, we got to get some of this out of here. Like, yeah, th- yeah. this is a this no. is a, literally a barrier to entry. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's why I like you know just like some like normal panties, not even thong, just like some normal panties, mm-hmm. and like a t-shirt with no bra underneath it. I find that sexy as shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe I'm, I'm weird. I mean, that's why I wore that for you today. You know. Yeah. I'll just why well, we're both wearing it. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I didn't, you already doxed yourself as a white guy, so I, you know, whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, yeah, so that was track six, Dorothy. One of the another one of the longer tracks. That was uh, five minutes twenty two seconds. So the, there's a lot of uh, long tracks uh, loaded at the front half of this album. Uh, track seven. How do we pronounce this word? Spam. It's what's for dinner. All right. Let's see. Is it something backwards? Maybe. Oh well, I I thought maybe it was just like, uh, like an onomatopoeia of some sort, you know, like spam. Probably <laughs> with a guy. What was it? What was it? Chizad. It's probably the it, Chizad came up with this one. All I put on here is a cab. <laughs> so one song that I agree with him on. Because he's shitting on cops. Yeah. Is he... What does spam have to do with it? Fuck if I know. Huh. Okay. Spam. I I don't know. I noted that this is... That this was my favorite track on this album. Hmm. We'll see, past Brent. Um, (laughs) But it has this, like, Selegi Doom Metal intro. Yeah. uh, Which sounds distinctive from all the other tracks but it also sounds like every bad local rock band you've ever heard in your life <laughs> they've just got done finishing like, like they just finished tuning their guitars 
Yeah. But it does have this like punk energy to it that's like powerful. Yeah, make make less money than damn school teacher, ignorant redneck, squeal, 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 and getting tired of dealing with the PIG coward, Cro-Magnon, meter maid fed, center blockhead. I've noticed that he likes to spell out a lot of words. He really you does. Know? Yeah. That's how you know he's smart. Oh, he can spell them words. <laughs> like that. I, I do like the vocals on this one. Yeah, the, he, the screen vocals anyway. He does some dynamic stuff with his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got good. (laughs) Just a slut. (laughs) It's got good punk. It's a good punk song. Yeah. It's like like high speed verses and then the choruses hit a groove. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. This. It kind of goes on for a while. Gives me a little bit of like. Was it Loco Vibes or whatever? Ooh, ooh. Yeah. For Cold Chamber. It goes on like this for a while. We'll skip to the next one. Let's go for um, it. So I uh, on, on Spotify, it'll tell you how many times uh, each track has been listened to. And this was the most listened to track on the album. By this like one here. all Spotify? Listeners? No, on this album. Oh, right. But I mean like. Out of all the Spotify listeners, they've listened to this track on this, this album, album the, the most. most. Yes. Wild. This is, uh, yeah, this is the only track on this album I have zero notes for. <laughs> Kin 2012. Hmm. I put on here that I do appreciate that he attempts a melody. <laughs> okay. I don't remember the song at all. Oh, five minutes, eight seconds. Oh, here we go. Strap in. Strap in, strap up. I like the electric uh, production. Oh yeah. Synth. Oh yeah, it has that like uh, California like synth, um, synth G-funk. bass. Yeah. Oh, G funk. Yeah. Well, actually, this is the one I put G funk on, okay. but yeah, it's good. This has kind of got that conscious rapper thing going on you know what this like synth bass sounds like they wanted that on this track but they don't know what to do with it right so it doesn't really like add like the the guitars that are being played don't really interact with that yeah at all it reminds me of late 90s ice cube albums because he kind of had like a little bit of a he would have like rock elements in some of his stuff okay Interesting, because Korn did that cover of Ice Cube, so there's some like ties for yeah. these bands in that that area of the well, country. Well, and they did—they actually played several tracks on a on an Ice Cube album. Oh yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. Korn, Korn, Korn. yeah. Uh, why is this song called Kin 2012? You had mentioned earlier the Mayan calendar thing, and that's when the world's supposed to end. I. Unless we're talking about like the movie 2012, I don't ever think about that because it's okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry to stop you here. Oh yes, 
These lyrics. Next level. Okay. Young girl wake up. The dick be in her already. I was fucking when she had her first Barbie. Easy bake oven. She was pissing in her panties. Ain't shit she can do that ain't been done. Ain't nothing wrong with your girl. I ain't the one. What the fuck does that mean? I'll tell you one thing. I'm not voting for Ken in 2012. This is disgusting. Ken Bone 2012. Thumbs down. Uh, I don't know, man. This is like... Young girl wake up. The dick be in her already. I was fucking when she had her first Barbie. Easy bake oven. She was pissing in her panties. Ain't shit she can... I have never understood the like young women thing in rock. Absolutely like, not. The, She's only seventeen. Fucking gross. Like you don't. <laughs> that is disgust. Why? Like, there's one thing if you're like also that age, but also like if you're in a band and like this is your profession at a certain point, age up or age across. Don't also. Age you know who's them. really bad at sex? Fucking teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got like minimum thirty, uh-huh. like minimum thirty to ride the the Ross train. Here. Yeah, <laughs> because like I want a girl who knows what the fuck she's doing. Mm-hmm. I don't want so I don't want a fucking young. What the fuck am I gonna do with a young girl? Mm-hmm. Nothing. No, I, I want nothing to do with them. I don't want to hear them. I don't want to see them. I, don't <laughs> want, I want nothing to do with them. Yeah. They are not sexually experienced. A woman who is in her 30s who has had a chance throughout her 20s to date and to and, and to find herself and to find her own sexuality, by the time she hits 30s, she's ready to fucking go, bro. Mm-hmm. And she's going to fuck you real good. And she's going to be like all... She's going to be not... A 17-year-old girl or a 16, whatever. He's talking about Barbies here. Yeah, that's, so that's... Like, if you're talking about like the upper limits of being a teenager, that's one thing. But if you have to bring Barbies into the equation, like, hey, leave Mattel out of this. Easy bake oven, she was pissing in her panties? That is fucking gross. I'm tempted to just fucking skip let's just, this. Let's just let's move on. Skip this song. Hey, it's a good thing I didn't have any notes for it. All right. We don't need that one. Next up, we got Circus. Remember the good days? I put meh on this one. I got nothing on this one. <laughs> Remember the good old days when we talked about that Seven Dust album and there was that one song where he talked about rape and I, that was gross enough? <laughs> that was gross, but, well, not to excuse it, whenever he explained it, it kind of made more sense, but just listening to the song on its own, it made no sense. Yeah. Also, it was a totally just shouldn't have been written. <laughs> just <laughs> Even when I get what you're trying to say, like... You don't need to say it. No. Um, on this song, this is Circus, right? Circus. Um, track nine. Uh, I just put that these shorter punk tinged songs work a lot better for me. This song's like two minutes, six seconds. Um, it sounds more distinctive yeah. than uh, the other new metal bands we've heard. It seems like this, maybe this is their lane they can work out of. Yeah, um, they seem to do better in the punk lane. Um, and then uh, this, uh, this bell on the right symbol is fun in the quieter moments. Yeah. Again, it's just like one of those rare moments on this album where people pull back, like you were saying earlier. Right. It's like, okay, let's just take a little break in this song. You know, we'll let him talk about how the upcoming 9-11 is going to be an inside job live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it seems like when they get into a good 
if they can get into the, the certain lane, it sounds it sounds good. But when they try to put it all together into something else, it just sounds unfocused and aimless. It's it's a little bit of that cold chamber mindset, right? It's like okay, we'll yeah. we'll all play, I guess. Like, yeah. what are we gonna play? I don't, I don't know. I'll play the same rhythm and the same loudness, and we'll all play at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, up to this point, this is yeah. We're nine tracks in, and there's not been a whole lot of like DJ work, like not a lot of like scratching or whatever. There might have been some production stuff, but uh, yeah, Here we go. not a lot beyond that. This is what I put. Uh, I like the scratching, and it's got a G funk. You'll hear the G funk here in a minute. Um, there's a, a regal, regal, reggae vocal delivery over this hip hop beat uh, at the beginning of the song, but so it's like interesting in that way. This is one song I like. So I like that, but then like it was over pretty quick, you know? Yeah. Like I thought it was going to be more of that on the song, but it was like kind of, that was it. But yeah, this is a good song too, I'd say. Or one of the better songs. Yeah. Right there. The scratching, yeah. Give me a big Snoop Dogg. Yes. Warren I was like, G, what is this from my Yeah. There's no lyrics on here, but uh, <laughs> for this one, um, yeah, it's called 33. Uh, it's probably in reference to something stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know. Like, this, I like this. This this has a chorus, you know? Like, yeah. it's repetitious, but it's it works. When we come, we come hard. Cool. We're gonna ruin all those Barbies now. Pissing in my panties. Like, if you're a rapper... And, like, okay, if you're a rapper who's not Nicki Minaj, uh, what's the likelihood Barbie's going to enter the equation in your lyrics? You know what I'm saying? Uh, unless you're talking about Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie or the band Aqua, we all know. I'm a mean girl. I'm kind of interested in that Barbie movie. I hope it's good. I really like Ryan Gosling a lot. Yeah, I like funny. I'm willing to watch it. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's something about that that newest Minions movie. It was like a meme or whatever where young men were getting dressed (laughs) up to like go see this movie. Like, maybe, you know what? If there's a movement ahead of it, like if the movie looks like it's going to be like pretty good and the movement is strong, fuck it, let's do it. Let's get dressed up. Let's go to the movies. It's like Barbies. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say get like dressed to the nines to, oh, to go out like as, as gentlemen yes. to go see this bar- Barbie movie. Get some nice like dresses for our wives, like mm-hmm. cocktail dresses for our wives and yeah. take them to. Mm-hmm. Good sir. Mm-hmm. When is the Barbie movie playing? My wife will accept nothing but the finest in cinema experiences. <laughs> And then it continues like this for another minute. Mm-hmm. You want to skip to the next one? Yep. 
They really like to drag out those outros. They really do. This one's called Hill. It's about Bobby Hill. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I wonder, again, this is going back to my own personal conspiracy theory of runtime on these albums. If they're contracted to have like, okay, you have to have 53 minutes minimum right. you know, content on this album. So they're like, I guess we'll just put like minute and a half outro on the song or whatever yeah you know who does that really well Limp Biscuit. Well, DJ Lethal they're doing something interesting with it they're yeah. not just playing the thing that they were playing for another minute and a half like he'll he'll throw on an outro but it's like a totally different like it starts from one thing yeah. and leads to another right. right he's really good at that um I put that I appreciate there's some dynamics in this and there's a little bit of melody, but otherwise I'm not like... Uh, I've got two notes on this song, track 11, Hill. First note, nah. <laughs> nah. Um, my second note is this one could have stayed on the original demo. I don't know what they saw on the demo version of this song, which I've not heard, no interest in hearing it really. Uh, but to be like, oh, we have to bring this one with us. This yeah. one takes the journey through Mordor. Well, it's about religion, so, you know, uh. they gotta fucking come at it. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. Like, I've never heard a rock song take on religion before, so. Hmm. Hmm, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Especially in such a uh, intelligent way, you mm. know? Yeah, interesting. Interesting. But at least there's some... They're bringing it down, yeah. and then they're bringing it back up. So it's. Well, you said it was dynamic, right? So yeah, there. yeah. At this point in the album, I'm looking for any fucking thing to latch on. Same thing, like this. I think this might have been the the album I struggled with the most recently. Anyway, um, I think you know with that Cold Chamber album, that one was rough as yeah, well was, yeah that's just like the same song played for 40 minutes yeah this one is like i don't like it in a different way right i don't know that it's i wouldn't necessarily call this bad certainly not for me but if again if, if we've got listeners that like this album reach out because i'm i'm curious like what yeah. do you like about it and I don't mean like, what could you possibly find to like in this? Like, did you grow up with this? Like, do, do you have memories of um, playing with your kid sister while listening to this album? I feel like the only people who like this are people who grew up with it. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day when you had an album, uh, you know, 1997, if you bought a CD for $20, that was a lot of money. You had to listen to it over and over to get your money's worth. And so those songs are probably going to like stick with you a little bit better and if you're younger the lyrics might not be so like cringy mm -hmm. and so you'll have like a nostalgic attachment to it so i can i could i can understand it but uh, um, the modern man listening to this album <laughs> i don't know what you're finding here but back in the day you're like Oh, he said slut. That was cool. Right. I like that yeah. part. Oh, he's saying something bad against Jesus, which in 1997 was still kind of edgy, you know? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Which, like, today, it's like, gives a fuck if you're, like, talking bad about religion. Like, nobody's religious anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
for dumb people. <laughs> half the time they're just pretending. Um, <laughs> but yeah, on on uh, uh, going back to what you were saying about like, yeah, you would get you would plunk down your twenty bucks. You'd roll the dice on this album. Maybe yeah. you heard about it somewhere, or maybe you like the album. More, whatever the case. You buy this album, you go home, and you're stuck with it for a while. So, yeah, you're going to have it on repeat. You're essentially gaslighting yourself into liking whatever you're listening to. It doesn't even have to be this album. It could be, like, whatever. Right. You know? You're kind of just stuck listening to that. Whereas now, you know, the world is our oyster juice. Well, you know, Eric uh, over at New Criminals... Um, True criminals, even. <laughs> why do I always fucking say no? Oh, is it our, because our group text? Our group chat, yeah. That's why I do it. Yeah. God damn it. Okay, You're so wrong. True criminals. Yeah. Sorry. Eric over True Criminals says he likes head PE. Yeah. Um, and we've I talked about. I don't believe anything that fucker says. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we have him on, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna cost. If you're listening, Eric, we're going to cost you. Come up with your reasoning. Prepare to defend yourself. And it's possible that maybe he likes Hit P.E., but not this album. Or, yeah, that's true. You know, like, that's true. I, you know what? I did listen today. I, I just kind of like jumped around some of their newer stuff. And I was like, I don't know that like I loved it, but I certainly saw something more than I saw in this album. Mm-hmm. Like there was something a little bit more interesting about the newer stuff. So, and I remember bartender was at least like kind of fun. I haven't heard that song in forever. So mm-hmm. I don't call me on that, but that song gets a lot of help because it bites the melody from, uh, oh, uh, yeah. just want to celebrate. Yeah. So it's, you know, that thing of, of, of hip hop sampling, also a combination of, uh, hard rock or metal metal covers being a thing yeah. kind of like it's all in that soup you yeah, know yeah, so yeah. yeah okay we're almost done here we're um, almost done ifo here um, we go why could it possibly be titled ifo i'm familiar with ufos but we're lucky to be standing in the presence of jared gomez who's evidently identified these flying objects you are correct sir on track 12 Weather balloon. I like I passively listened to this album like the first two times maybe, and then I was listening back to it a little more closely this last time. So this will be my fourth time listening to this, and I was like, "Am I hearing the right lyrics?" When you're name dropping Simpsons characters. Because <laughs> he's smart, man. He's an intellectual. That's Don't right. You get it? But he also watches the Simpsons. We were talking about Cypress Hill earlier. That's Sin Dog from Cypress Hill. He's uncredited. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that is. Now you hear it, right? It almost makes me like the song, but then we're back at the verses. It's almost to the level of like Tom DeLonge from Blink 182 is like, aliens exist, dude. It's like, okay, well, probably, but like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like get into this. 
I put on here, I put my note was, this song is unintentionally hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He has this feel of like, oh, I'm dropping some knowledge. I'm waking up the sheeple. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he asked Sindog to come on this album, and then he's like, just do the chorus. I'll, <laughs> tell I'll, him what just, it's do, about. just do the chorus. And so he did, and it's like, it's kind of fun. It's like what you think of a Sindog, yeah, like, yeah. Rock chorus, right? And then, like, after the fact, he, like, heard the whole thing, and he's like, oh, Take my name off of this album. I guess Cypress is going out like that. <laughs> um, yeah, like... But the gray man, what are they going to do when they face off against the gray man? I'll tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. Anthony and Joe Russo are going to sick good old Ryan Gosling after your fucking ass. <laughs> oh, man. That was good. Coming to Netflix very soon. The gray man. Um... Where where where's the start Walking on this one? CNN. You know he was. You know all 2012 he was like. This around is the it. corner. It's, around it's the corner. coming. And then He's, when it didn't, there was another conspiracy that he just like built on top. of There's it. one day mid month every month on that 2012 calendar that he has circled. That says this is the day. And he's just like putting X's through it, and then we just progress through it. It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't carry the seven. It's okay. Here we are. It's on this day. I feel like it actually happened, but it happened so quick that none of our consciousnesses were able to keep up with it, and we've been living in a simulation ever since. We didn't. Gary didn't drop his acid when we all did. It's just, <laughs> he's throwing us off. He's, he's, they're grading on the curve with this mental awakening. Hillary Clinton's fat ass prevented the aliens from landing. <laughs> she, she was clapping those cheeks too hard. Um, I like the 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 synth, like the eerie synth thing on yeah, this. Yeah, it's this, like the sci- 50s sci-fi yeah. UFO sound. Yeah, so like I kind of get that, but also I'm like, <laughs> is that what triggered this? You're really digging for something to like it. I'm really trying, like. I just have to mention the synth every time it shows up on the album. That's kind of the only part I like, and it's always on the chorus. It all it always kind of sounds vaguely the same, but it kind of works for me on this song. That said, I wish the song didn't have lyrics. <laughs> and there's something about like I think it's this part, like the guitar on the bridge, kind of works for me because it gets like kind of chuggy here in just a second. I think. Maybe not. Maybe that was it. Oh. It's well, over. We'll Next never know. up, we've got Bitches. Track 13. This is my favorite song on the album. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Now, this, what people will see on their streaming devices, or I guess if they have the album, that this track is 11 minutes, 57 seconds long, but... And I'll tell you guys a secret. There's a hidden track up in this bitch. 
Um, that hidden track is a track. Yeah. We'll play it. We'll get to it. Um, whereas this part of this, this song, right? I'm having a good time right now. I don't, the lyrics, whatever, but this came on and I was like, okay. Something different. I think I just like it because it's not the 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 same shit. Yeah. And he's kind of singing. A little bit. He's not just doing the same voice that he's been doing. Yeah. I don't like his vocals at all. Okay. It drives drives me nuts. But like, there's something about the, um, like the kick drum and the maybe the is that the snare? Kind of. Uh, There's some bongos in there. Some bongos. It's, it sounds a little bit like uh, a high-dollar Casio keyboard drums or something like that. Like it's not that, but it right. reminds me of that. Yeah. Like it has that like that. that like punchiness of the the kick drum, and then the the clap snare combination or whatever. Yeah. I like that part of it. And you know, like on those. Um, Shitty synthy like drums, those like program drums. <laughs> <laughs> they have all the sound effects. Here's an elephant, also a helicopter. So like we're supporting poaching, Casio. Um, but the the whenever they would have like the the toms, and they're just like, guys, we're just gonna level with you. We do not know how to make toms. And they're just like, ding, 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 ding. there's a little bit of that on this as well. But I don't mind it. You know, right? It's it, it sounds like purposely corny to me. It reminds me of um, like the Sugar Ray uh, on the first one where they had like little lounge interludes. Oh yeah, I have a lot of appreciation for those now. Yeah. You have your mouth hanging open, and I just looked <laughs> up, and it looked like you were doing this sound. <laughs> I only like it because it's different. That's fine. But it's That's got a like, nice little groove to it that I was like, like, after listen, after like. Feeling the anxiety of listening <laughs> to this entire album just yeah. like repeatedly and like how it just is it's not pleasant to listen to in any way. Mm-hmm. Um this song comes on and I was like <laughs> Okay. Because um, I know when I was reading they said they had reggae influence and like I didn't hear any reggae influence until we got to this song. Okay, yeah. There's just that little bit at the beginning of 33. Um trying to figure out what he's attempting to do vocally here like it sounds like he's doing a little bit of just like like rock vocals you know yeah like if it were um i know this is sacrilege but i can't think of any other example but of like a uh, a scott wyland like okay does that make sense like yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. again it's not that but it's like like a, like, a, like a slower STP song. Or yeah. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear that. I hear yeah. that. Because he's not really doubling up on that vocal part necessarily. And Yeah. What was that uh, girl? I don't know. Keep Jared away from these girls, man. <laughs> yeah. It was the one with like uh, Sarah Michelle Geller was in the video. Oh. Oh, my God. Uh, I know what you're talking about. It's the, that... STP album with the star on the front of it? Yeah. Uh, 
Time to pick a girl. Da, da, da. Uh, let me look that up. Let me look it up. It's like something picture show? Or is that a different song? No, wait, maybe I'm getting two songs confused with each other. Later, Lady Picture Show, I think, is that one? Yeah, I'm thinking late. No, it's not Lady Picture Show. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, look it up. But I like the bongos. I like just the. It's just. It feels like taking a shower after, like, digging through the mud. Is it off this Uh, album? Number four? Black album cover, White Star? Sour Girl. Sour Girl. Sour Girl. Yeah. She needs to eat some pineapple, brother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, dude. Dude, dude. hell yeah. Come taste like pineapple. <laughs> so, um, like, as far as like last tracks go, not the worst one we've heard. I don't think you know. No, not no. It's inoffensive, not bad altogether. Um, Shall we fast forward to the uh, the offensive part? Yes, I, I've got a timestamp here for you. So oh, I've that, already got a timestamp. Yeah. Okay. Great. Like 845, something like that. So, speaking of inoffensive, that brings us to this hidden track, which is titled Tits, Clits, and Bong Hits. So just when you think he's like maybe ending on a high note with that like relaxing, beachy sounding track, we have this. Well, I know I kind of fuck like a virgin, in sundress and sneakers, goddamn your pussy like squeaking, them lips they like speaking. Hmm. <laughs> That's what I remember of his vocals from that like that broke album. Like, <laughs> who do that shit? <laughs> what happened? Uh oh. They uh. The concern on your face has me concerned. What do we got? Let her come and go get into talking shit, talking f- We roll the weed with the Rolex tag. What? I don't even know what that means. Mm-mm. But. But it's homophobic. <laughs> so we have that going for us. Um, yeah. I'm looking at the lyrics and I just uh, Well, so that was that album. You done just heard it and um yeah. We're done. We did it. We did. You know what? We had such a great time listening to the previous two albums. We had Lit yeah. Biscuit, we had Sugar Ray's New Metal Finale. It was a good yeah, time. It was yeah. a nice little run we had. Um, had a huh. little stumble on this one. A little, little bit of a stumbling block, but... And look, if you like Head P.E., by all means, mm-hmm. keep liking Head P.E. Don't let us influence you. You probably don't care if you listen to Head P.E. You probably are calling us, like, the F word or something. Yeah. Um, which Honestly, is you're, you're probably too stupid to form words to call us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, if, if you like Head P.E., 
point us to some tracks. Like, yeah, cause for I, sure. For I sure. would be interested. If there's like good shit out there, I want to know. I know there's on Broke, uh, which is the, the next album of theirs. Yeah. They've got a song with Surge from System of a Down and okay. Morgan from Kitty. And I remember liking that song. Oh, wow. Quite a bit. Yeah. That seems okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that uh, one was good. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I, I love Surge and I love, yeah. uh, I love Kitty. So, yeah. so yeah. I mean, Brackish. Brackish was good. That was a good song. Yeah. I hear that every once in a while. And it's just, I remember their, was it their bass player? Sir. Lead guitarist Fallon. The, okay, yes. The brown girl. The brown girl. Oh my God. I'm, she was everything to me. She was, yes. <laughs> she was, uh, I remember her. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Quiet fetching. He is. Um, but yeah. So, uh, Real quick, before we, we wrap up on this hidden track, uh, I've got two notes. Um, one is that uh, it starts with the sounds of skateboarding, power tools, and studio chatter, followed by some corny-ass lyrics, right? Um, and then, uh, last and final note, um, cool title, dorks. Um, this is it's the most juvenile thing you could have possibly called the song and then like why even have this as a hidden track you said tits clits and bong hits yeah it's no cunts with a k but you know no but that had that had something that was like it it, it was styled with those like special like characters and stuff like yeah that, you know? and he was like he wasn't bragging about getting pussy he was mm-hmm. like just saying cuss words because he thought it was funny yeah like and that's fun yeah this is like a guy bragging about like, yeah, fuck bitches and I smoke weed. I'm like, mm. gives a shit, man. Mm. Yeah. Grow the it- fuck up. <laughs> Stop fucking underage girls, apparently. I was going to say, yeah. Weirdo. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, mm. Yeah, there's some lyrics like in this that. album that just... I, I hope he's like... Atrocious. Moved on from that. And like... I wonder if this is one yeah, of those maybe things. Maybe he grew up. Maybe he grew up, and and if that's the case, and he looks back on this and regrets it, I okay. People grow, and I applaud that. What if he grew up, but he went too far the other way, and now he's like <laughs> old man conspiracy theories? You know, he like went. Well, it may seem like it may have gone that, according to that video. <laughs> he went full Alex Jones. Um, but yeah. So as we always do, um, let's go ahead and rate this some bitch. Oh boy. So we like to rate. These albums, zero to seven, new metal, distorted guitar strings. What do you think about Head P.E. by Head P.E.? I'm dropping a deuce on this one. Deuce? It's not It's not Cold Chamber. That's the floor. That's the bottom. <laughs> um, it's got something more than that, mm. but I feel like three is, is approaching middle of the road and I wouldn't even call this middle of the road. I will never go back and listen to this album. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, there's nothing that I find all that redeeming except for maybe that last song, not yep. the hidden track, but that last song has kind of like a nice little groove to it, but I can find that in a thousand other songs that's done a thousand times better. Yeah. Um, otherwise there's not a single track on here that I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. Like with power man 5,000, that first one, um, that swim with the sharks. I still dig that song. I still listen to that song. I, I, and I enjoy it. Even though the album uh, on a whole, I didn't like completely love. Um, there was some, there was some redeeming things in there, but this album, I just, I find nothing redeeming in it, but, um, it's not, it's not cold chamber. How about you? Uh, I'm going to give this one a two as well, only because, yeah, it's not like 
the worst thing I've ever heard, even on our show. It's not the worst, right? Yeah. So I yeah. remember giving Cole Chamber a two, but I also gave that Power Man 5000 album a two, which I honestly now I, I feel bad about. I I might have to bump that up to a three. Yeah. If 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 we're allowing that. Um and I I can't possibly give this album a better ranking than that Power Man 5000 album. <laughs> yeah. Because that was simply not to my to, like I don't normally listen to that type of like music. Right. That was like the big thing. But um it was certainly pro- better produced than this. It was those songs were catchier than this, you know? Had better lyrics for better sure. lyrics. Sure. Um yeah, just like overall this this album was a bit of a flop for me. Um This I, is a tough one. Yeah. I I was I, putting this off even though we've had a month and a half to like get prepared for this. Yeah. I was literally like making notes today cuz I was just like Oh, I got to do something for this. Like, cause every time I've listened to it, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to write. Yeah. This is just, I, I nothing is working for me here. Yeah. It's uh, it's really grasping at straws and, and I hope it doesn't come across like we're just like trashing this album to trash it. Like no, it, no, we, no, no. I've mentioned all the good things I have to say. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, and I do mean the things that I said that where I was like, I like this part or I like this. I like what they're doing right here in this particular moment. But as an album, as a whole, it is just, a, it, it feels like a slog to me. Mm-hmm. So if you have nostalgia for it, keep that nostalgia, hold on to it. I applaud you. I will not make fun of you um, to your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's not, not, not for me. Not no. for me. Um, where is new metal at this point? Do you think? New metal, I think, is ramping up. I don't think yeah. this album is moving the needle on anything. Clearly not. Yeah. Um, because I think their next album was like their most popular one, right? I, I think so. I, think I believe so. so. Yeah. So I think by the time that album comes out, that's really where they kind of enter the new metal scene. I think here it sounds like their album sales were abysmal. So I don't think anybody other than probably the local people who were like friends or who you know were like in that scene were really checking this out. So mm-hmm. it. It's where we were last time where Limp Biscuit, um, you know, is slowly gaining because I think at this mm-hmm. point they didn't even have a single out yet. Faith may have come out at this point. Uh, but I think you said it took a while for the mm-hmm. single, the first single to drop. So I think we're 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 still fairly close to three dollar bill, y'all, where it hasn't that hasn't moved the needle much either. But I think MTV is starting to play these videos late at night. I wouldn't be surprised if they even play some uh, played some, played. I don't even know if there was any videos off of this album. I think there was one for uh, either. I think it was like Serpent Boy or Ground. Okay, eh, one of those. So two, probably at two o'clock in the morning, MTV. They probably got a little bit of airplay. I'm guessing maybe Biscuit probably was in the same boat. But yeah. Corn is you know leading the charge at this point. Um, Life mm-hmm. is Peachy is still probably getting crazy airplay. Uh, Sugar Ray's Floored was out at this time, so there was okay that was everywhere, and For sure. th- that whole era. This is like McG was just like oh. skeeting all over our TV. So it was just yeah. like super saturated cum dripping all <laughs> over. Um, but yeah, so Limp Biscuits three dollar bill y'all came out on July first of ninety seven, and this album Head PE came out on August twelfth, so about a month and a half after the fact. Okay, yeah, so. Yeah, things things are. I think things are building. Things are bubbling. Um, I think we're getting close to just coming all over the place uh, here soon. Because 
Well, why don't you tell us about our next album that we're going to be covering? I would love to. Before I do that, listeners, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NudistPod. Email us, NudistPod at gmail.com. And check out the Nudist Colony Spotify playlist. Link in the description of this very show. L and the D. Yeah. And in that, we will have a link to the next album we're going to discuss, which is not the debut album. Is it the debut album? I'll have to, we'll have to research the debut, this. The debut... Maybe it's like the new metal debut of this band. Yeah, because you had technically two albums before this. Mm-hmm. Or like EPs or something, right? EP, yeah, I think they were something considered like EP. I think this is the full, the, the their first full major wide release. We'll go with that. Uh, so on the next episode of Nudist Colony, episode 11, Science by Fuck. Incubus. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Thank God. I know. I know. I, we, we need a palate cleanser, you know? Yes. Yeah. We were both huge fans of science. Oh, my God. I still am. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Beakers, test tubes, uh, uh, come, molten lava. Uh, come is science. Come is, guys, come is science. Come on, it's science. Get, uh, get a come is science uh, t shirt. We're, we're, we're at two and a half hours, man. <laughs> Oh, we have plenty of time left. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's everything we have to say about this album and probably yeah. way too much uh, that needed to be said. Probably. Uh, Incubus, science, next time. Go listen to it. Yeah. We're going to be deep diving in this one. We're going to have a lot of really good things to say about it. So that. much to love on that album. Yes. So very excited. Yeah. Probably should have just cut this album out. We could have had a, a trilogy of excellent albums. Probably should have done but that. But we didn't do that. No. We are bad at this and we have made some mistakes. Well, look, we're doing it we're doing it for the fans. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All three of you. Yeah. What's the cross pollination of people who like us but also like new metal? Mm. <laughs> not my wife. Well I was gonna say our wives, but no. <laughs> yeah, take them out of there. Yeah. Yeah. She she likes later Incubus. So I've been I've been uh we've been listening to Incubus together and oh. uh she really digs like uh the, like the make yourself and beyond stuff. That's fine. Um the the Fungus Among Us and Joy Incubus and Science trilogy, mm-hmm. which are my favorite Incubus albums. Yeah. She's kind of she likes a couple songs, but she thinks they're too hard and too yeah. heavy. Yeah. Um and I I Tell her to shut the fuck. Oh, in, in in the words of what's his name, <laughs> Jared McCud. <laughs> Tell her shut a bitch and suck my dick. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I said that. You know I would never say that, that no, to my yeah, wife. No, 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 God no, I'd never no. say that in real life. I no. just wanted to make fun of McCud. McCud, yeah. All right. So anything else for you on this episode? Not a goddamn thing. Well, hell yeah. Why don't you take us home, partner? Well. Once upon a time, there was a little boy, and that little boy rode his horse all the way to the store. When he got to the store, the store was closed. He knocked on the door. Shop owner comes to the window and says, Get fucked. Thank you for sticking through the credits. Uh, we've got a little bonus treat for you. This, how do we set this up? What what would you call this? Like a an incredible series of an incredible like cut of rants. The uh, rantings and ravings of a goddamn <laughs> lunatic in white clown makeup. <laughs> yeah, 
this this video is available online um please go watch it please go watch it we'll we'll tweet it out yeah but uh but yeah so enjoy jared gomez ranting about <laughs> his various conspiracies at a live show on the internet while performing with head pe enjoy <laughs> Wake up, 9-11. Seek the truth. You can find it on the internet. That's the only place you'll find it. You'll never hear it in public school. You're not going to hear it on the fucking history channel. Come on. Somebody say yeah. Now scream. It was all a dream. I was smoking all the finest weed. I'm a sad clown. Nobody wants to see the soldiers die, but nobody understands the Muslims either. Say, bitch, give me some head. Watch the movie Zeitgeist. The Vatican is holding the truth about Jesus. He wasn't really a god. The only place you're going to find knowledge is on the internet. Broadcast, broadcast. Yeah, so let's all wake up to the fact that evolution is a myth. If anybody out there still believes that we all came from Adam and Eve, wake the fuck up. That isn't even realistic. 9-11 truth. Read, read uh, Zachariah Sitchin. Something. Religion. Bullshit, all of it. I'm so glad I could get this out all over the internet airways for planet Earth. Hillary Clinton's got a big fat ass, and I don't give a fuck about Barack Obama either. There's free energy out there. They charge us every fucking month for electricity. I'm so fucking tired of this shit. And it's up to us and you kids to take the fucking power back. Make some noise for fucking head PE. I woke up in a nightmare. I wanna know, is it too late? <laughs> Another thing, don't vaccinate your fucking kids if you just had them. They're putting mercury in the vaccinations. It's filled with old dead fetus tissue and all kinds of shit. 9-11 was a fucking lie. It's an inside fucking job. Get with it. I'll tear the pussy up. I'll let my nuts hang. We'll take the fucking planet back from the reptilian forces. Jesus died on the cross? What is that, human sacrifice? His blood's gonna save me? That's that's sick. That's like some Dracula shit. Stop. Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Children, what's that sound? I do not eat pussy, just fact. What else these kids want to hear? I forgot the words in the middle there. Did you just peep that out? We N-D-C. Fantastic. Uh, bye.